from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. Chain Smokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My, my boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won a thousand dollars. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How you doing, brother? Good, good, good. Uh, 10 degrees right now. Getting up to a high. <laughs> you ready for this? Yes, please. Hit me. Like, are you really, really ready? Yeah, man. 20 degrees. God. That's going to be the high today. I may be able to take my shirt off outside this weekend. Uh, yeah, because right. it's going to be 20 tomorrow as well and 19 on Sunday. I mean, not that I would because I'm not happy with my body right now, but I no, could, I could, I could boat. take my shirt off this like weekend. Everybody, we're all in the same boat. I'll tell you, you know, if I'm a little like whatever, like out of shape or who cares yeah. in the summer, I feel less self-conscious about taking my, my, my shirt off because I'm tanned. I think the tanning for me, like being, having a little color makes up for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Because even if I am like my belly sticks out a little bit, whatever, for me, a tan line is still sexy. Like I'm old school, right? Like well, I, get, I, I grew up when tan lines were sexy. So Nobody has tan, tan lines anymore. Work on that tan this weekend. I don't have enough time. For what? I'm, yeah, I'm, you I'm, have busy. No time. I'm busy. busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. No, but tan lines. Tan, no, I don't think people, people revere tan lines today the way that they used to. You like know you like a good it. tan line was like, was the height of commitment to being hot. For you, where would the tan line be? Well, it would only be where my shorts are, right? Huh. Like there's, no, I'm like, no, I'm like the copper tone baby, right? Okay. It's like small, it's like, it's dark, small on my back and then white butt cheeks, right? Yeah. I'm the copper tone baby. Okay. Because that's really all a man can do. Um, but like women, yeah. the commitment that women used to have the tan lines was it just showed so much. It was like so crazy. And it was revered. It was like, oh, you saw a tan line. You were like, oh, my God. Was I showing off the new tattoo? Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> it was really, really wild with tan lines. You just get a dude. tanning bed from Nobody, but, tan, but we look at tanning differently now, right? Like tanning's not looked at as something that is hot or good or anything. It's all spray tan. Yeah. And I don't think when people spray tan now... You want tan lines because I don't think that they last the same way. Dude, it's not the same thing. You should uh, hire one of those services where somebody will come to your place. Yeah. And set up like a tent. Right. Right. That goes up to your neck. Yeah. And then they spray you down. And then after like a couple of days, whoo, baby, you got that tan. Okay. So I, you grew up in the city. So you didn't grow up in a small town like I did. So I'm going to talk to my other small town people out there. Okay. Um, but I'll ask you if you've ever participated. I know your answer is going to be no. Okay. Have you ever yourself or known someone who lied in their own backyard and either cut out of a piece of paper or found an actual sticker of the Playboy Bunny logo and put it on the stomach area and tanned with that on and then peeled it off afterwards so that was your tan line? I can confidently say no. Okay, interesting. <laughs> you and I lived very different lives growing up. Did you do that? Hell yeah, I did that. <laughs> I actually did that with this guy named Austin. See? Maury knows. Maury knows what... Um, I can't talk about this anymore. I was just supposed to say Maury knows what's sexy. <laughs> 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 this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. You interested in why Germans always get naked? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what I'm reading right now. I'm, I'm just, I'm one of these, Sorry. I, I click on anything. I read, click, that, read that headline again. Why Germans love getting naked in public. Okay. 
we had a little bit of time, so I'm like, I'm interested in that. Tell me more. And, well, and it's less to do with sexuality and more to do with what they call a free body culture. Like naked everywhere? Yeah, like they're saying... Like, that, I don't mean everywhere physically, just out in public yeah, or naked, like, at home? Yeah, they're naked. saying that the, the, guy, the guy who wrote this was talking about his first time going nude in Berlin, where he was walking through a park and he saw just, like, a bunch of people jogging naked. And then they were just, like, sitting on the grass in the park. And it's not about... It's sort of it's it's not a political statement. It's not about sexuality. It's just a free body culture, and that's as far in the article as I got. How but, long would it take you to be comfortable to get naked? Well, I mean, I'm comfortable naked, but you mean like go, like just sitting in a park like naked? Yeah, because no. I went I went to the the nude beach once. I just couldn't but, even take my shirt but the, off. But the difference is this: is that this isn't a nude beach. This is just a park. But you'd have to, like, it would take everyone else being naked. Like, if you're that, the only one naked and everyone else it's is like, like... What if you what if you went to a cult? What if you went to a place? What if you went to Germany and then you and Matthew were walking through a park or Mocha, you and Jenna were walking through a park and you just saw, like, guys lying on the grass nude reading a book? Like, it's no big deal. And once you realize that it's no big deal, how long would it take you to join in? Like, how, like when would no, you... No, I'm not that comfortable. You're not that comfortable, no. huh? Are you not, not that comfortable because you're worried, like, how... People would look at you, or are you just not yes. that comfortable because? But, the, but, the, but everybody else is naked. But doesn't the, matter. But what I'm getting at, and I think what they're getting at, is that it doesn't. That's not a factor. How people look at you is not a factor because I know, but it's still not just be looked at. It's not looked it. at that way. But how long until you're no longer self? I will never. You will never. No, I will be the weirdo when yeah. everybody else is naked. Yeah, I will still be the weirdo in jeans, a t-shirt, and my Jordans. Right. But then you're now the weirdo. I Year, just said that. I know, Years but. ago, I did, a, I did a shoot. We were shooting this news story, and there was a, a nudist colony, like a nudist resort mm. that we had to go to to interview these people. And when you get there, it's like everybody's nude, right? It's like in the middle of the forest. But they do like archery and volleyball, and like they really hand it up when we pulled up in the truck. Yeah. Skipping and whatnot, like jumping rope, right? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, jumping? Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like three people on a bicycle, like no, walk by. No, not me. Like a grown man who's like probably in his 50s skipping, like just alone. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's a sight. Um, but, uh, but the thing that I realized is that you very much feel like the one out of place very quickly mm -hmm. because when everybody else is nude, and you're not, you feel like the one who is, like, I'm sort of, I started to cover up, even though I'm wearing clothes. Like, I, like, <laughs> I, tr I, like, like I tried to make myself not be noticed uh -huh. because I felt gotten... like the weird one. Also, every single place was like the heat was cranked to 35 degrees. Uh. So, and they do that deliberately because I'm in there and then I'm sitting there and we're talking to all these people who are nude. And if you say, which I made the mistake, you say it one time and then they are relentless, which is, I go, oh my God, it's hot in here. And then they all look at you and go, well, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, sorry, it's not that hot. I just need a glass of water. <laughs> <laughs> if you got naked, you would blend right in. I, I know, but I, I don't. I'm like Mocha. I don't know if I'm like a full nude guy. No, and definitely I, and not. And, and I don't even know what it is because it's not like I'm ashamed, right? What if you just took like, your pants off and you're like shirt and boxers? Just like left my socks on. See, to me, that looks pervert. If you're in a park yeah. fully nude, you look like you're a naturist. You look like you belong. But if you're in a park still wearing like a dress shirt and a tie and your socks, but no pants and undies, oh. you look like right? <laughs> I'm calling 911 <laughs> right Thank away. You. <laughs> hey, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
Question for you. Go. When it comes to naming kids, we do these stories a lot, these kids' names. Right, where it's like the most popular baby names in 2020 or why would somebody name their kid this? When you just sort of see it in a story is some celebrity naming their kid a crazy name. Mm-hmm. So according to the Social Security Administration in the U.S., they put out a list of 10 names that are some, they're wacky names okay. for kids. Now, these are not one-offs. The only oh. names that made this list made this list because at least five people named their kids these names. Okay. okay. So it's not a one-off, but yeah. it's at least five. Okay, I love it. Fewer than 10, more than five. Okay. Okay. In uh, my mind, I have one like what would you then. Like, what would you say? Like, when we're going with names that made this list because five people last year named their kid this, like, what sort of, what, what area, what world are we playing in right now? I'm going to say that somebody named their kid, or at least five people named their kid, yes. A, B, C, D, E, and they pronounce it Absidy. We, that, we had that before. Yes. We had that before. Oh, that, did we? Yeah. Absolutely. That was like a whole thing. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I just made that up. No, that was a whole thing. Maybe because I've heard it before. Yes. Okay. You had Is very that on strong, the list? You had, you, I'm the one with the bad memory. You had very strong opinions when we talked about that the last time. Did I? You were not happy about it at all. No, I'm still not. Still not. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's dumb. Okay, so uh, at least five sets of parents uh, named their kids Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All one word. This is all one word. Not two words. This is all one word. Okay. Prince Charles. No! <laughs> yes. Prince Charles as one? All one word. As your first name? Yes. P-R-I-N-C-E-C-H-A-R-L-E-S. Prince Charles. Never mind. Can you imagine if that kid had a middle and last? Well, obviously a last name, but a middle name too? Oh. Uh, five Rambos were born last year. <laughs> yes, I love it. Uh, five MacGyvers were born. Uh-huh. Five parents named their kid Iceland. Okay. Five parents named their kids Dairy. Spell it. D-A-I-R-Y. Okay, that's what I thought. That's so dumb. Um, <laughs> five kids were born last... Oh, hold on a second. Yeah. Can you imagine if those dairy kids grew up to be like lactose intolerant? Yes. <laughs> um, uh, there's five kids born last year with the name Mama. <laughs> M M O M M A M A M A Mama. Oh my God! Uh, okay, Cinderella. Uh huh. MacGyver. Yeah, you mentioned MacGyver. Uh, my personal favorite. Five kids were born last year, all one word, whose parents named them I N F A N T B O Y. Hold on, I gotta spell this. Do it again. Let me write this out. I I N F A N T B O Y. I N F A N T B O Y. B O Y. Infant boy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At least five people have a child named Infant Boy? Yes. Yo, that's so wild. <laughs> infant boy all one word oh my god anymore <laughs> no that's it oh, you want more <laughs> yeah the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast you see uh everybody talking about anderson cooper so there's two there's two clips i want to play for you okay because he's gone viral a couple of times 
So this is the first one. This is from the other night when everybody at CNN is just so ridiculously exhausted because when you're that tired, that's when dumb mistakes happen like this. Declaring victory, claiming that fraud was being committed and making false statements on uh, on Twitter, uh, on, on excuse me, on Twitter. <laughs> okay, I've never used that app. <laughs> Actually, I have. <laughs> Same. Uh, like and, then, and then, and <laughs> then, stop it, you jerk. <laughs> and then last night there was this. Now I will say this: there's like viral, and then there's viral. And this clip, which isn't, which is relatively new. Uh-huh. This has already been watched 10 million times. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, listen to this. Well, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this from a president of the United States. It's sad, and it is truly pathetic. And, of course, it is dangerous, and, of course, it will go to courts. But you'll notice the president did not have any evidence presented at all. Nothing. No real, actual evidence uh, of any kind of fraud. He talked about people putting up papers in windows. He talked about things that he'd seen on the Internet. That is the president of the United States. That is the most powerful person in the world. And we see him like an obese turtle on his back, flailing in the hot sun, realizing his time is over. <laughs> but he just hasn't accepted it, and he wants to take everybody down with him, including this country. Oh, fat turtle. In your face. Fat <laughs> <laughs> <That> turtle. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. watched watch 10 million times. Serious. The fat turtle clip, yeah. Like yeah. an obese turtle on his back, flailing in the hot sun, <laughs> <laughs> realizing his time is over. Yep. Wow. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. But, yeah, I don't uh, know. It's a mess over there, man. I know. It is like, yeah. I just want this to be over. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know. Um, but uh, this is the way it goes. And this is the sort of way you want it to go. As frustrating as it is, you want it to be this way. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the thing, is that everything was different this year. There was so much mail-in ballots and everything else. Astronomical you, you, amount. Astronomical, you're right. And But you, you want it to be this way. Like, you don't want it to be another way. Mm-hmm. You want it to drag on because more people voted in this election than the year had before. Like, this is what you want. We should be happy about this. So like, much drama, know, though. so much drama. Like. I know. And the, the people I feel bad for are like, you know, I uh, like, I turned off... John King the other night because he's so exhausted that I thought if I turned off the TV, I was actually giving him a break. <laughs> you know what I mean? I <laughs> like, I thought I'd give him one less viewer to worry about. Well, you know what that means? Right? You know what that man needs? Some Gatorade. <laughs> you know, I like, know, that poor dude. <laughs> that poor. Like, every time I turn on CNN, that guy's working. I know, I know, that poor dude. But uh, but uh, that fat turtle clip is uh, is going to be one of the most memorable moments of Anderson Cooper's entire career. Absolutely. Like an obese turtle on his back <laughs> flailing in the hot sun, realizing his time is over. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, misheard song mm-hmm. lyrics. There are mm-hmm. countless examples. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Yeah. <laughs> of songs where the lyrics say one thing, but we hear something else. Always. For example, Ariana Grande in Thank You Next, like everyone was saying how, oh, it sounds like she's singing Bacon Eggs. Yeah. Bacon Eggs. Bacon Eggs. Bacon Eggs. And when you have that in your mind, that's all you hear, right? Yeah, man. Uh, if you remember the song by Taylor Swift, Blank Space, 
the line says in the actual song, got a long list of ex-lovers. But when you listen to the song, it mm-hmm. almost sounds like she's saying, got all these Starbucks lovers. And then after you then, that's all you hear. So the latest one comes from a song from back in like 2008 from T.I. called Whatever You Like. And I guess because the election and everything is just such a hot topic, obviously, Mm -hmm. somebody on Twitter pointed out that there's a line in the T.I. song, Whatever You Like, where it sounds like he says, I want Joe Biden. I need Joe Biden. Oh, interesting. Right? When the line is, I want your body, I need your body. Mm-hmm. So if you remember the song, it sounds like this. Okay, so we all yeah. know that song. So here's the part that they're talking about. Okay, right here, listen. Wow. Come on. <laughs> That's not an edit. I swear, that's the actual Shut song. Up, listen, that's listen, a remix. Listen. No, listen, listen, listen. Oh. Come on! I want Joe Biden. I need Joe Biden. One more time. What am I supposed to for? You're kidding. Me. Come on. There's right? no way. Yeah. There's no way. He's saying in 2008, T.I. predicted what was going to happen in 2020. Come on, man. Yeah, I want Joe Biden. Need Joe Biden. What is he actually saying? Your body? Yeah. Hold on. Now listen to it. I want your body. I need your body. See, it doesn't sound like that anymore. All you can hear is I want Joe Biden. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. This is like the, 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 the bloody blue dress what? all over again because as soon as you said he's saying Joe Biden that's all I heard yeah. now as soon as you said that he's saying your body that's all I hear maybe he's saying I want your body I need Joe Biden no maybe he's saying I want Joe Biden I need your body yeah that's it here we go the Roz and Mocha show podcast were you telling me that Trump has a spiritual advisor? Is that what you were oh, saying? Yeah. Did you see this clip? I, I saw it, but I didn't know what I was looking because I never know if it's something serious or not. So I didn't click on anything because I don't know whether something is like legit or somebody's just acting the fool saying that they're Trump's spiritual advisor and then oh, that, no, that's just what goes viral. Off yesterday. So it's a real human. Viral. It's a real yeah. person. Okay. Strike and 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 strike, and strike until you have victory for every enemy that is aligned against you. Let there be that we would strike the ground for you will give us victory, God. I hear a sound of abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of shouting and singing. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. So, of course, the internet came to the rescue. She's got one of those uh, when she breathes in. Yeah, a deep inhale or quick inhale, loud inhale. And the internet came out yesterday with a whole bunch of remixes that I would love to go through with you. That wasn't already a remix? No, that was a regular speech. No, it was not. Yes. No, it wasn't. People started putting that speech to like different genres of music. Strike and strike. 
And this is just like one of like hundreds that we found. Angels are being dispatched from Africa right now. 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 Is actually married to the keyboard player from Journey. No, is that for <laughs> yes, real? Yeah. No. Yeah. Let there be that we would strike the ground for strike the ground for strike the ground for strike 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 strike. Here we go. Here we go. Oh yeah, I like this. Internet came to the rescue with this one. The remix god who has uh, gone viral for many of his yeah, remixes. Yeah. He did the Cardi B one. He did the You About to Lose Your Job remix. He did a remix of this same uh, same thing, and it sounds like this. The Lord has it. And this one's my favorite. Again, there are like hundreds of examples that are floating around the internet right now of Trump's spiritual leader giving this speech, this prayer yesterday. So I, like, I still like the Africa one better. So good. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, Chet Hanks, back at it again. Oh, no. Chet the, Hanks, the son of Tom Hanks, of course. Uh, Chet Hanks, also known as Shaba Hanks. Right. Uh, we first met Shaba Hanks at the Golden Globes back in March, right before the pandemic hit, and they were still doing red carpets. And Chet's there because his dad, Tom, was like presenting an award mm-hmm. and giving a speech that night. And when they asked Chet Hanks about it, it wasn't he? No, Tom was getting like a Lifetime Achievement Award, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, that's the what Cecil it was. B, something like that. And then Chet Hanks opens his mouth and sounds like this. Big up, big up the whole island, massive. It's your boy Chet, and coming straight from the Golden Globes, you know what I'm saying? We've seen his father Tom Exposition and our watch, soon forward come. Big up, tune in. <laughs> and it was like, bro, what happened to your 
your voice. <laughs> Uh, and then he goes on to say how he spent some time in Jamaica and yeah, patwa this, patwa that. And then when Shaba Hanks popped up again in September after that photo of Adele <laughs> appeared online where she had the Bantu knots in her hair and the Jamaican flag bikini because she was celebrating the, uh, the Caribbean carnival they hold in the UK. And Chet was like really feeling those pictures and said this. Adele, Adele, Adele. You know, I say me a prayer from a long time, but after me see a picture of that, day, mm, it's sweet me. Me not tell no lie, my girl. Ear style fit you. Big up yourself. <laughs> so then Shaba Hanks appears again over the weekend. No, really? Yes. Oh, man. When it was Joe Biden oh, announced God. as uh, president-elect, and he had this to say. To Donald Trump. Hey guys, I just want to say that, you know, like now that Trump's leaving office, I think it's important to remember that he was the president, so we should show some respect. <laughs> clot. <laughs> them, Ross. Donald no one Trump would be boss man Biden. <laughs> <laughs> them, Ross. <laughs> clot, boy. Go <laughs> Kunamada. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with you, Jeff? <laughs> What the hell is wrong with you, bro? Okay, so somebody explain to me. Is his patois good? Or, yeah, it is? It's it's nah. it's okay. Shem says, Shem's giving me, like, the big thumbs up I, here. Uh, I don't know what Rob would be boss man Biden. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? I can't give him a pass for that you one. You can't, huh? No, you need a little bit more practice. Okay. Well, good to know he is practicing yeah. because... We have enough evidence of that. Like, I'm here for it. Trust yes. me. Okay. I'm here for it. Yeah. I don't mind it. Okay. I'm not offended. It's entertaining. Yes. But he does need to work on it. Okay. I don't know what Rob would be boss man Biden. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Who watched Bachelorette last night? Girl. Yeah. Where to start? So, so let's much to talk about. Okay, so let's start. Let's sort of start with the middle, which was when Claire and Dale sat down with Chris uh, to do their sort of post bailing interview. And one of the they talked a lot about being in love and all that stuff. Which I, I like Claire and everything, but I'm just sick and tired of Claire and Dale now. At this know, point, again, I'm just starting to get a weird vibe from Claire. To be honest with you, really? Yeah. Like what? I don't know. There's a lot of like. I don't. I don't know. There's a lot. She has like some really weird expectations for men, and I don't. I don't know if they gel with my sort of how I feel about relationships and whatnot. And I think that that overly, you need to be the protector, and you need to take like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that it's great when you're all super in love, but I think that that same enthusiasm would come out with a vengeance if you guys ever had a fight. And that mm. sort of scares me a little bit. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, she's super passionate when it's going this way, but you know that that passion's still going to be there if it goes the other way too. And that's also of a different kind of passion. And that frightens me a little bit. Yeah. But anyway, so the, the stories were, everybody said, there's no way this can happen. There's no way that you two could have fell in love after like a couple of days and wanting to dip on the show. You had to have been talking beforehand. So this is what went down. Once and for all, did you guys communicate, talk, meet, text, anything before that first night? Did you lie oh. to all of Bachelor Nation? Ooh. Oh, damn. 100% no. Oh. And I could wholeheartedly attest to this on my dad's grave. There was never, ever a single ounce of contact, communication through friends, through 
outlets, through phone numbers, through any sort of source of anything. Yeah. And I think that to me is honestly one of the most beautiful things. Claire and I never once spoke, never communicated, never talked, never texted. It was after we got engaged that he was like, can I have your number? I didn't, like, I didn't get a number. Daughter. Yes, it was like, uh, we, it was before I was going to finally go home. Yeah. It's unprecedented. It's never happened in the history of the show. We've had amazing love stories. Yeah. Never actually, two weeks later, shut it down, we're engaged. That's and, the thing, though. That's the thing that people aren't understanding and putting into play is that yeah. This has never happened in the past because this whole season has never These happened. These are in the extraordinary past. times. <laughs> yeah. We've never had a pandemic in the past before. Uh, and then, so we talked to Tasha yesterday, and you had asked her if they were going to be introducing new guys this season. And she wouldn't answer one way or another, but really suggested that, yes, there would be new guys. And that happened last night. They, a limo pulled up and they sort of padded out her roster. They added a couple more guys, I think like three more guys, yeah. even though there was a couple guys that were still in that house that I swear to God weren't there when Claire was there. I know. Ed, where was Ed? Like, where were you guys like, hanging out? Where was that guy during- like, I was with, by the pool. With Claire. Like Ed, like the guy who looks like- I was like Like, on a, like Jersey Shore, yeah. right? Like where was that I guy? I was on one group date. Was he? I don't but remember like, seeing him at all. Didn't say anything. But Spencer's the new guy- who everybody was like, uh-uh, no chance, because all the guys were pissed off that new guys are brought in, and then Spencer yeah. comes in. Shake things up. Shake things up. Hi. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, how are you? Spencer. <laughs> Tasha. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Look at you, you look amazing. Oh, thank you so much. Well, I just want to let you know that this is a very pleasant surprise <laughs> that you're here. No, it's very unexpected, but I've heard great things about you. Thank you. Super excited to get to know you. And I guess we'll see you inside. Sounds good. <laughs> that was a nice introduction. Beautiful. Yeah. Right? He's a good looking guy. Nice. Seems he is kind. Hot. Oh, Look, she likes here we go. See? Hot. Hot. Ain't nothing hot, wrong with that. Hot. But then when he gets in the house, Who's like, no. hope you guys are ready for a few more. What's up, Spencer? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Welcome. Thanks, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Awkward. So which one of you guys scared away Claire? <laughs> <laughs> first impression, I'd give all to Spencer. <laughs> now, but the thing is this, is that Tasha really likes Spencer. Yeah. And they got some one-on-one time, and she's like real vocal about what she feels about him. I will say, the second you caught, got out of the limo, my heart did kind of skip a beat. Oh, here so. we go. I'll take it. I'll take whatever I can get. You're a person I want to keep around, and I, I'm really interested to get to know. So, Spencer... Will you accept this rose? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. Ooh. I think you can actually go. Right. Okay. Got it? It looks good. First impression of Spencer. <laughs> this is so attractive. He took me by surprise because honestly, like, that's just how I felt the second I saw him. I think he's the first person that I kind of was like, oh my gosh. Oh no. Yeah, I want to get to know him. Y'all, this better not be a Claire and Dale situation well, I again. know, I know, I Why hope it is. Why have to bring in like a third bachelorette now? So Kenny and Riley have it in for Spencer, the new guy. And they did, they were playing in the pool earlier. Like basketball, they made them play basketball and speedos in the pool. And Spencer took an elbow from Riley, and there was blood and everything else. But then later on, when it's Kenny, what's well, all the dudes hanging around, and it's 
Kenny, Spencer, and Riley, and Kenny and Riley really don't like Spencer. I'm just going to speak freely. This is no... Please this, do, yeah. I'm just Please to, do. To, to try to put it in layman's terms. Yeah. And don't take this the wrong way. Okay. Layman's terms? You kind of come off like a... <laughs> okay. Obviously, we're not all here to be friends, but we all do have to live together. I didn't even know. I had, honestly I had no idea that... Well, that's a lie. I mean, like you were stirring it a little bit. Coming in last night, what's up, guys? Like, I'm not going out of my way to make enemies with anybody. But, like, I'm going to be true to the reason why I'm here. Like, Tasha is the primary objective. Where I'm from, a guy like Spencer, pretty boy, he's lunch meat. We didn't grow up with a whole lot, but what we had was fried bologna. That man is fried bologna sandwich with the mayonnaise all day. It wasn't what you said. It was just the way you said it. I see guys like you every day. Rough enough in my particular area that when we come across guys like you, we call you lunch meat. Okay? <laughs> because you like to talk a lot of. <laughs> and I know you're a new guy. If I'm off base, you can let me know. But if I am on base and you want to <laughs> with me, we can go. <laughs> you want to fight the guy now? Yes! Yes! Have you ever tried fried bologna with mayonnaise? Delicious. That's amazing. <laughs> hey! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So, everybody's still crushed about Alex Trebek. Yeah, man. And I know Damon Mori was one of the biggest Jeopardy fans I think that I, I know. And I met a lot of great Jeopardy fans. Does it make you feel smart when you watch Jeopardy? Uh, does it? Or does it? it make you feel dumb? No, it makes me feel smart because I usually get stuff right and there's nobody there to argue with me. <laughs> What was the last one you got right, though, for real? You know where I did really well when they used to do Teen Jeopardy? <laughs> when I was 30. <laughs> do you know what's sad, though? Honestly, I haven't been able to call my grandmother yet about this. Why? Because her and I used to call each other every week. Yeah. We still do. Um, when there's a question that uh, I know that we would both get the answer right to or something that uh, we share something about. And, and oh, I know that gotcha. this is going to... Oh, is this Granny or Nana? This is Nana. This okay. is going to... This is... I know that she's probably so upset. Yeah. Oh, man, I just check I, in on her. I don't want to hear Nana upset. I can't... I can't do that right now. I just can't. Right. Um, Ryan Reynolds uh, tweeted, Alex Rebecca was... Kind enough to film a cam- cameo for Free Guy. That's his movie that was supposed to come out in December, mm-hmm. uh, but got pushed uh, last year despite his battle. He said he was gracious and funny in addition to being curious, uh, stalwart, um, generous, reassuring, and of course, Canadian. We love you, Alex, and always will. So uh, look out for Alex Trebek in Free Guy whenever that happens. Uh, nice. Dan, when did you last talk to Alex Trebek more? I spoke to him in 2016. In 2016. And is this a clip where he called you a loser? It sure okay. is. Oh, no! <laughs> It's really unfair when we watch because you have all the answers to everything. What if people took those cards away from you? How well would you do? Well, if I were a contestant on the program, uh, I would do reasonably well if I were in against my peers, older players. But younger players would clean my clock. Uh, As you age, your reflexes slow down and your ability to recall information slows down as well. But uh, I used to test myself on a regular basis, and I knew about two-thirds of the material. But now I know less than that because we have a lot of pop culture stuff uh, in our material. And uh, your listeners on KISS FM would blaze through that very quickly 
and I can't because that's no longer in my area of interest or expertise, if you will. I kick ass every time I watch Jeopardy. The problem is I always forget to do the who is, what is, all that stuff. Well, then you would be a loser, wouldn't you? Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) This may be my new ringtone every time you call me, Maury. Well, then you would be a loser, wouldn't you? (laughs) I'm like, oh, Maury's calling. (laughs) Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. This song will forever hit different now. Yeah. Uh, so the story is that Alex Trebek uh, did tape enough episodes of Jeopardy to get the show through until Christmas Day, December 25th. So uh, he worked his ass off right up until the end. And when it was announced that Alex had died, two clips kept popping up on social media that really just put everything that we were all feeling um, going through all of this with Jeopardy and with Alex and uh, they just put it all into into perspective and one of them was um, Bert Thakur who on Thursday's episode of Jap um, made a real just great speech on how much Alex meant to him and his him and his family. Any family members uh, back home uh, cheering you on? You know, here's a true story, man. Uh, I grew up, I learned English because of you. And so my grandfather, who, who raised me, I'm going to get tears right now. He, we used, I used to sit on his lap and watch you every day. So this is a pretty special moment for me, man. Thank you very much. Man, bro, oh. I'm, getting, I'm getting goosebumps right now just listening to that. Uh, and uh, David Mori caught up with uh, Bert uh, last night. When you heard the news today, talk to me about how that hits you and how you feel right now. So I, I, I was basically uh, taking my friend to the airport, you know, and all of a sudden there's a flood of messages. Then I saw it, and uh, I wasn't expecting to, but, you know... Uh, it was uh, it was it was a tough blow to hear. So, I I was literally at a loss of words. Um, and the first thing they thought of was how incredible it was that I had an opportunity to tell someone who had this much of an impact in my life how much of an impact he had in my life. So, if anyone's listening, it takes it takes so little to share how much somebody else means to you, um, how much of an impact they've had in your life. And just to know that, I mean, the the timing of this is is um, surreal. To I've, I've, I think that's become my favorite word today. But uh, it, the timing of this is is just mind boggling. But to to know that his family knows how much someone meant to me. You know, even to know that that he could have been anything to anyone, but that's what he was to me. And um, to the Trebek family, my deepest condolences. Please know that. Alex not only um, had such an important role in my life, but he did for so many. Oh, man. Right. Um, and uh, Drew Gar, his clip went viral as well. He was the guy who in Final Jeopardy didn't have the answer. So on his screen, he just wrote, we love you, Alex. And and, didn't he use up like all his money too? Yeah. Like and, most of it? And Alex read it cold. Like he didn't know what was going to be there when it was revealed. Yeah. And, and when Alex reads it, he just gets so choked up. It's so great. Drew, you're smiling. 
I like that. Let's take a look at your response. Did you come up with the right one? No? What is we love you out? That's very kind of you. Thank you. Costs you 1995. You're left with five bucks. Okay. Oh, Come right. on in. I know. Well, I know, but these everybody what? loves the man, right? And uh, again, uh, Maury last night talking to uh, Drew about what uh, Alex meant to him. After today's tragic, sad news, your clip is being used, I guess, by everybody. It's going viral again as a way for all of us to sort of say goodbye to Alex. How do you feel now when you watch your clip and heard the news today? It was extremely sad, you know, to hear the news today. Um, a little shocked, I think, as everybody was. Um, but it also, you know, it, I guess it made me very grateful, you know, that I had the opportunity, first of all, to even, like, be on Jeopardy, to be on a show that I grew up with, and that was such a huge part of my life, and it's such a huge part of everyone's lives, um, you know, all the viewers of the show. Um, and then secondly, like, just really grateful that I had the opportunity to, you know, when I was on the show, just like show Alex that love um, and appreciation that kind of all of us have for him, right? Like that's why this is all over the internet um, is because this is like a shared sentiment. So I'm just grateful that I got to do that as well. When you watch the clip back now um, for you saying, we love you, Alex, and him getting choked up, um, seeing it now, does it still hold a special spot in your heart that you had that moment with him? Yeah, absolutely. I think going into it, I didn't know that it would be, it would get the reaction that it did either from Alex or, you know, from everyone who saw it online. It just, it just means a whole lot that I was able to touch him in that way. No, oh, man. Right. And the tributes keep pouring in, man. Like literally everything I saw on Twitter for a big portion of the day yesterday was all Alex Rebecca. Yeah. It was either hashtag rest in peace or hashtag Alex Trebek. Yeah. And like celebrities from all over, um, just regular Twitter users showing their love and appreciation and, you know, some of their favorite clips from the show. And these two that we were talking about kept getting reshared, reshared, reshared. And he made smart cool, you know, like that's the one thing that Alex Trebek did and he, and he always did it. He was so just bloody good at it but the thing that he did is that every time he sort of got a little too eggheady you know alex always swung it the other way and made himself completely relatable and i think that that's one of the things that made him so unique in in that position and if we can leave on on a on an awesome note one of the greatest moments in 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 jeopardy is when he's talking to that contestant about um what music she likes oh man (laughs) so if we can just leave on possibly savagely roasted one of the greatest (laughs) most savage alex trebek moments of all time susan cole is from Bowie, maryland and type of music is something I've never heard of, but it doesn't sound like fun. I think it's very fun. It's called nerdcore hip hop. It's nerdcore hip hop. Yes, um, it's uh, people who identify as nerdy, rapping about the things they love: video games, science fiction, having a hard time meeting romantic partners. You know, <laughs> it's really catchy and fun. Losers, in other words. Well, <laughs> he's like, well. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you guys watch uh, Jeopardy last night? I know uh, Maury did, right? Did you, Maury? Yeah. No, I didn't watch him. I couldn't. I don't know, man. 
It was... Um, I couldn't bring myself to to watch it, to be honest with you. It's what he wanted. He wanted yeah. it to continue yeah, airing. I know. The, no, the I know, but still. itself was a regular episode, but off the top, oh my God. The what message happened? the executive producer, Mike Richards, delivered was yeah. so... Was it just him emo- like on, on, the, set. on the set? Yeah. But what made it so emotional, of course, was what he said, mm-hmm. but you couldn't hear anything else. Like, there was no audience. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. so... Quiet, and you could hear him breathing and everything. It was so emotional. I'm Mike Richards, the executive producer of Jeopardy. Over the weekend, we lost our beloved host, Alex Trebek. This is an enormous loss for our staff and crew, for his family, and for his millions of fans. He loved this show and everything it stood for. In fact, He taped his final episodes less than two weeks ago. He will forever be an inspiration for his constant desire to learn, his kindness, and for his love of his family. We will air his final 35 episodes as they were shot. That's what he wanted. On behalf of everyone here at Jeopardy, thank you for everything, Alex. This is Jeopardy. Oh, man. And then then they showed the set for like Mm. 10 seconds as the lights faded. Yeah. And then they ran with the intro and... Yes. Well, and then at the end of the show, they put up a photo of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, in memory. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. You busted up, huh? Just hearing that again, it's just so sad. I called my grandmother. Oh, how did that go? Because you were discussing how you avoided talking to your grandmother because you and your grandma um, bonded over Jeopardy and you were worried how she was taking this. Yeah, and she said something that just, whoa. She said, well, now what are you going to call me for? No. (laughs) I said to tell you I love you. Like, I mean, I'll always call you. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just Jeopardy. But to be real, did you only call her at Jeopardy time? Yes. Oh. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that. But because though. I had something to, like, it gave us something yeah, to yeah, play. Yeah, like Jeopardy's it was, not Hey, did she watch the show? Did she watch a full episode? Last night? Yeah. Yes, yeah, she did. Oh, that's nice. Jeopardy. Although when I called her, she said, well, why didn't you call me yesterday? You get very uncomfortable when Mocha cries, don't you? When Mori cries, don't you, Mocha? Huh? You get very uncomfortable no, when Mori no, cries. No, 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 you do. Yes, no, you do. No, no, yes, no. you do. <laughs> Yes, you do. You because like you know seeing, what happens? You well, know what happens? Because he doesn't like seeing a grown man cry. No, no, no. This is what happens is that Maury starts to cry, and there's two different dynamics in this room. You and I start playing tug of war, uh-huh. where I only want Maury to cry more. <laughs> <laughs> and you do everything you can to snap him out of it. Uh, all right, come on, man. Let's have a full show to do, bro. <laughs> Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Um, do you have all that Jeopardy stuff that I sent over to you? Uh, yeah, I didn't listen to it, though. That's fine. You're not supposed to listen to it because I want you to oh. play along. Hey, Maury, do you want to come in here? So I think they're numbered just like one, two, three, four, whatever, right? Yeah. Okay, so. And it's crazy because Alex Trebek shot all these shows. And when I, like, when I'm going through this in my head, like, Alex Trebek didn't pass away over the weekend. I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so, it's so wild. Like, everything is just normal. Like, I'm Wait. just, like, yeah, I'm playing this just like it's regular Jeopardy. For sure. Which is so incredibly emotional. And this must have been a huge night for you last night, Maury. Oh, and we had no idea. But no. when this category 
came on. We were in another room. We came running like there was a naked man was in like the living Big Bang room. Theory or so, no, so imagine this. Imagine, Mo- imagine Maury, right? As, <laughs> I love that show. I know as I know big that of show. a fan as he wait. was of of Jeopardy and Alex Trebek and yeah. his life, imagine the the second episode after Alex Trebek's passing, and this is what the dam is here in their condo. And finally, a whole category of clues by this very talented lady. Hi, Alex. My memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey, is out. Oh! <laughs> to celebrate, right? here are some clues from my career. Can I do uh, Mariah Carey for 1200 Certainly. Is Carey? Over the years, I've collaborated with some of hip-hop's best, including Snoop Dogg on Crybaby, and with this rapper and producer on Heartbreaker. Oh, who's Jay-Z? Is that what you, that's your answer? Yeah. Okay. It has to be. I love that song. It's like one of my favorite Mariah songs. Ben, who is Jay-Z? Correct. Mariah Carey, 16. In 2009, I got to show my dramatic side as a tough love social worker who tries to help Gabourey Sidibe in this Academy Award winning film. Who's Precious? Okay. No. Oh. What, what is Precious? Oh. Man. Greg. What is Precious? Precious, right. I'll give it to you. Her name is Carey, 2000? Yeah, I'll give it to I you. I dug deep to share the story of my life in my new memoir, The Meaning of Mariah Carey, which coincides with the 30th anniversary of my debut album. I had this, and it was all that you've given to me. Oh, 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 oh. What is yes. Vision of Love? Oh. Is that right? Melissa. What is a dream of love? No. Vision of love. Sorry, Please. Melissa, you're not allowed to change your response oh, after thanks. I have ruled you incorrect. The correct response is vision evolved. Let's go back to Greg. Uh, Mariah Carey, 800. All right. In 2008, a song called Touch My Body gave me my 18th number one hit, breaking this king of rock and roll's record for the most number one singles by a solo artist on Billboard's Hot 100. Well, she kind of gave it away by saying yeah, king of rock and roll. Yeah, right? So who is Elvis Presley? Melissa? Who is Elvis Presley? Correct. Mariah for 400. Easy. Top of the category. In 2019, I made a festive new video for this holiday song, the Make My Wish Come True edition. What is All I Want for Christmas is You? Right? Ben, what is All I Want for Christmas is You? Hey, you are absolutely right. There we right. go. Thanks to Mariah Carey for How, doing um, all those wonderful clues yo, for us. I know, you want to why you clean the clean the category. What did you think of the quality of those questions with Mariah? That's a huge way too easy. Way too easy. Okay. What were what like give me something that you would think that the general population would know, but you don't have to dip into the world of being a massive lamb. Okay, where uh, okay, what was the name of my greatest hits album that came out? No idea. What is Mariah Carey number ones? No, with that there is that. Okay, so there is more than with the emancipation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, where did? Oh no, is that the answer? Yes. You're still you're still winning. You're still winning. <laughs> you're still winning. Wait, double jeopardy now. Yeah. To a young gay couple um, out of Canada <laughs> <we> got engaged. <laughs> oh, you on the stage. Oh, oh, where God. did it take place? Wait, hold on. Uh, Wasn't what was the, what was that couple that did it better than you guys? No, there was no couple that did it better. <laughs> <laughs> they worked for her. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Lori, how are you? It's Roz and Mocha. Hi. What's going on? Oh, my family won't support my dreams to be a YouTuber. 
Really? Okay. So you're an aspiring YouTuber. Um, you're not as mm -hmm. successful as you'd like to be. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. What do you want to do on YouTube? Okay. Well, my channel right now, it's all about, like, positivity, happiness, law of attraction. I don't know if it's, like, you know, a topic that people even want to know about anymore. You, you know, an, I'm starting to doubt myself. Are you an expert in this? Uh, I've only been studying it for 10 years, so... Uh, yeah, okay, I can call myself that. Why not? <laughs> what do you What do you study? What's What's your area of expertise? Okay, okay. well, right now I'm actually a teacher mm -hmm. and I'm doing virtual school. Okay. So it's taking up a lot of my time. But yeah, my expertise I have been studying like happiness, law of attraction, you know, how, to, how people can live a better life. Have you followed or do you watch videos uh, for other YouTubers who are like in the similar realm as you? I do. I watch them all the time. I like yeah. like Infinite Waters. What makes you What makes you different? What yeah. makes you different? I don't know. I I mean, they say it's all from personality, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, I try to make it like a little bit fun. I try to come from my own personal experience. I I don't know what. Maybe yeah. Maybe I'm just not that different. Well, I mean, I've checked out some of your videos. Your most popular one has three point five thousand views. Uh, you have okay. one here that's listed as one point eight thousand views. So you have like people who are watching your videos. And when going through the comments, you are getting like a lot of comments, right? Now, mind you, there are some where you're getting 25 views, 29 views, 42 mm. views. Yeah. So I see where, um, you know, discouragement may come from. Mm -hmm. I'm not an expert on how to make it big on YouTube. Um, there are people that are. It is not an area that I know well. How often are you uploading videos? Well, this week I did a video every day. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, though, because I feel like I'm not that supported and when I'm at home, everyone's loud and I can't like get a minute to like, I'm trying to do a video, you know, like they, <laughs> yeah, the, the people who, I know the people who are very successful on YouTube, right? Regardless of the format, because YouTube is very niche, right? And that's the great mm -hmm. thing about YouTube is that it's very niche. And, but if you look at somebody like I Justine, or if you look at Casey Neistat, who really was one of the people who built YouTube, he was like the very first real YouTube star, superstar. Uh, it okay. is a 24 hour a day life. Mm -hmm. Every oh. single minute of their day when they were building their YouTube channels was completely dedicated to building their YouTube channel. Okay. So having like a career going at the same time is probably. I'm not, I'm not saying that it can't happen. I'm not saying that it can't yeah. happen, but I think that you're going about it, just putting up videos, hoping that they catch on when what I'm saying is that the people who are successful that do it that way, they are 100% dedicated to it. So you it's have like their to, job. You, exactly. You have That's to find, you have to find examples. Okay. Comparables mm -hmm. of other individuals who are more like you, who have a job, who are maybe teachers or doctors or whatever, that also have YouTube channels that are successful and you need to figure out how they did it. You're not going to be a YouTube star when you can't dedicate your entire life to becoming a YouTube star. All of them have done it. And then they sort of take their foot off the gas after, uh, you know, uh, 10 years or so, however long they, mm -hmm. it takes them to get to that point. Uh, but I would find your comparables. I would find other people mm -hmm. who are like you. Look at their channels. Are their videos better yeah. than you? What is their production value like? How are they promoting yeah. their videos? What are they talking about? Like you need like you don't need great gear, but you need gear and you need a place to shoot and you got to, you know, figure out how to edit your stuff and you got to get it put up and you need graphics and you need pictures and you need all this stuff. I understand though because I was watching one of your videos, Lori, and like you had 
I don't know, the office that you were sitting in, the TV was on in the background. It was very distracting, <laughs> right? It was Treehouse yeah. was yeah. on. And, like, I can hear the kids screaming in the background. So I understand where your discouragement comes from. Um, but I agree with everything Roz said. I think that right now, because on your channel it says you, you upload videos Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And I think, yes. in my opinion, that's a little bit too much. I would maybe okay. stick to, like, once a week. But invest in the gear, invest in a space or find a different space in your home to shoot where there isn't as many distractions for you right. and really plan out what it is your uh, video that particular day is going to be about. And even something as simple as, because I've looked this up, to just a comparison for what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. There are videos out there. If you just type into YouTube how to start a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and there are an infinite amount of videos. Oh, I know. Uh, so many. <laughs> for you, to, uh, for you mm-hmm. to research and maybe get some ideas from. Okay. I will say that when you look at the people who are successful and have turned YouTube into a money-making machine, um, they did it through consistency. And one of those things, mm-hmm. one of those things was posting every single day. Yeah, I noticed that too. Every single day is but how they, those is are the how they got traction. Who, like what you said yeah. earlier, Roz, those yeah. are the people who have dedicated the amount of time in yeah. their day to it's this. Tough. There's somebody like Lori who's holding it's down uh, a nine to five job, but also trying to be a creator on YouTube mm-hmm. might be a little bit difficult, right? Yeah, I agree. I, I do. I do agree. I think that you should work yeah. on the, the quality of the video. And I don't mean like the, the sound and video, but the quality of the right. video, like, like, like so, your, your messaging, how you deliver. It, being very specific in what you want to say. I would think that if you could turn what you do into something that is a little bit more relatable, like I would choose to, you know, build these bits over, around things that people are already talking about, but you then just mm-hmm. offer another perspective to those things. So as soon as you put something up about, I don't know, the, 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 the effects of the election that it has on kids when mom and dad are always arguing about politics, whatever it may be. Okay. So then, yeah. what, you, then what you're doing is you're tapping into something that people are already interested in, but just from a unique perspective that you are the only one that can offer. Oh, that's that's really good advice. I Yeah, I have a lot to think about now, <laughs> a lot to work with. Listen, if people want to find you on YouTube, where do they go? They go to, you just search up on YouTube, The Lori Show. The and Lori, the Lori Show. Show. And look, okay. yeah, I'm yes. looking at your page right now. You have 599 subscribers. So that's like, I had 600 this morning. Oh, oh God, don't be like that. Don't be go. like Maury. Don't be like Maury. <laughs> <laughs> All the best to you, Lori. Okay, bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. New episode of The Bachelorette tonight on City TV at 8 o'clock. Tasha Adams is here to save the show. That is your new Bachelorette. Uh, the guys have not met her yet. That all goes down tonight, of course, after Claire dipped because she fell in Ooh. love with Dale. It's a whole new show. Tasha Adams, welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Okay, so are you in love or what? <laughs> uh, let me think about that one. <laughs> you might just have to tune in. I don't know. Looking in your eyes, it seems like you might be in love. <laughs> how well, did, that's a good thing then, right? Okay, so how do you get over, how did you get over the idea? Maybe you'd even have this idea, but how did you get over starting fresh with guys that really seemed like they could have been Claire's leftovers? Do you know what I mean? Look, I'm getting asked this question quite a bit, but I just don't see it that way. I feel like Claire is clearly into Dale since day one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as you're watching, you see like how frustrated the guys are getting because they're not able to give a chance. And I gave him that chance. And I feel like 
you guys are going to see some new men. There's going to be some men that you're not even realizing are still on the show, to be honest. <laughs> oh, are they bringing in new dudes for future episodes? I don't know. You'll just have to tune in and see. Oh, Tasha, come on now. Go. <laughs> so hold on here. So did you get any advice from Claire? Like, did, were you able to sit there and sort of say, hey, okay, give me the lay of the land here. What are these guys like? You know, she was on cloud nine. She had just gotten engaged. She had no time to kind of like send me any send me any smoke signals, if you will. But um, no, I just kind of figured it out for myself. And I think I, I prefer it that way. So how does it play out then uh, in like real life prior to what we see on television? When did you get the phone call asking to be a part of The Bachelorette or to be The Bachelorette? And how long did it take for you to get there? I mean... I got the phone call and I left within like about 48 hours or so of wow. getting that call. It was pretty quick. And did you have to quarantine when you got there? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. So when when you're there, the first time that you, what are we going to see tonight? Because I imagine it's a very different, like do they put all the guys back in cars and then they make them like come <laughs> out? Like how does, how because do, everything's different now. How does that happen? Um. It's very different. You are right. And I actually surprised them, which I kind of enjoyed it that way. Just because I walked into a room and I, you see their faces and it is something very different. They come alive and I cannot wait for you guys to see um, how the dynamic of the entire show changes. Yeah, I kind of walked in in a room and do surprised you, them. Do you make out with anybody night one? Um, I'm going to tell you this. Okay. I was surprised I didn't kiss more on night one. Oh! oh <laughs> Prior to joining The Bachelorette now, had you been in talks with anyone to be The Bachelorette for any future episodes, like beyond this, you know, how it started with Claire? Um, so yeah, so I've actually had two conversations about being The Bachelorette in the past. Mm. So when I got the phone call this time around, I was like, okay, really? We're really gonna do this? <laughs> um, I was like, I've been in this merry-go-round. I don't know if it's actually going to happen. And honestly, the phone call wasn't guaranteed. It was really dependent on what happened with Claire. Who from Bachelor Nation that you've formed friendships with mm -hmm. constantly ask you about this season that you cannot say anything to? Believe it or not, I have not told anybody anything except for my family. Oh, so really? Okay, then. I, yeah. It's really fun and exciting. I want them all to watch with you guys. Um, I, we know that Claire didn't give you the sort of heads up or the lay of the land, but is there anybody that is in that house that you wish maybe she would have warned you about? Um, yes. Yes. But also, some things happen pretty soon that um, kind of changed the entire game. So oh. I don't think there was, she was able to warn me. Mm. You're very cagey. You may yeah, be the most very. cagey bachelorette. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't like to say much, huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Okay, but so do you cry? When do you cry? When's the first episode you cry? <laughs> yeah, I do cry. Uh -huh. um, but it, I warm up a little bit. I don't really cry much. And I actually was kind of in my head like, Maybe I'm not good at this because I'm just not crying. Yeah, well, I said that a little too soon. And the next thing you know, it's like water work. So mm. how are you handling um, conversations or people who are like sliding into your DM still? Are you just like not replying whatsoever to anyone? <laughs> no, no, I actually I'm not really a girl that responds to DMs when guys slide in. I'm mm. not that kind of person. Mm, Why? Because you're in love now? <laughs> oh, 
No. no? Uh-huh. 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 I'm KG, huh? All I'm right. KG. Uh, Tisha, it's been you. amazing talking to you. Thank you very much for making time out of your day to join us on the Raza Mocha Show. A new episode of Bachelorette tonight, 8 o'clock on City TV. Much love to you. Bye, guys. Thanks so much. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, right, Roz and Mocha. I just had a quick question about the Bachelorette here. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I get forced into it watching it with my wife. Shut up. <laughs> like you don't so, enjoy Just watch it on your own Those man. two hours Believe every me. Tuesday night okay. no, no, When, no, when, no, it's, when it's 7.59 and we're on the couch And we're all like watching a movie Because Roxy goes to bed around 8.30 At 7.59 I'm the one that, that looks at the clock And goes oh, guys yeah, <laughs> Like it's me <laughs> Hurry up yeah. Yeah. Stand up. <laughs> okay, yeah, so My wife she's technology challenged as well So I'm the one that's got to set up the TV And everything for her Oh yeah. man what a so, desk So yeah I'm sitting there at 7.59 too but uh, my question I got for you guys. So at the beginning of the show, when, when all the guys and Claire had to quarantine, mm. how come all of a sudden Tasha gets to walk in and then like four hours later, yeah, don't know. four other guys just hop in without being quarantined or anything? Like, I'm not the COVID police or don't anything. Don't know. Don't know. That's the sort of mystery with all of, with all of this. Um, and we asked her about it. She didn't really have a great answer. All she and said I know, was yes. I, yeah. We asked if she quarantined and she said yes. And I know Jimmy Kimmel asked her and she didn't have a great answer on that show either. Uh, I, I think that they don't want to... Um, I don't think they want to get too, too deep into that, man. Yeah. Rapid testing. <clears throat> yeah. I think that they probably, yeah, I think true. they probably tested her and had her, you know, locked up for the weekend or whatever it was. And yeah. then they just, yeah, cause you're not going to do two weeks. Cause yeah. then you can't halt okay, production cool. no. like that and keep all no. those dudes there still no. for no. an additional two weeks. No, they would have yeah, exactly. been Exactly. Oh, they would have been staring crazy. What's your name again? Uh, we'll keep it anonymous. Oh, come <laughs> on. Why are you so lousy? I don't know, man. It sounds like you're a fan of the show. <laughs> yes. No, I, I, <laughs> I've been watching it, I guess, for the past, like, three years now. And it's like... I get forced into it. Like you I said, seem, but, you seem yeah. really concerned with the COVID protocols yeah. for somebody who's not interested in the I show. Know, at all. Like well, we know the states—they're all crazy down there. So. Okay, let me ask you a question. Did you watch last night? Yes, of how, course. How well do you think you would have done in the uh, in the water basketball? Um, I'm a hockey player, so. That, definitely not too good. Okay, you're a huge okay. fan, man. If you know, <laughs> if, if you if you know yourself well enough to be able to compare yourself to yeah. the guys that were in speedos in the pool, sizing everybody up, you already have an answer. You answering that question, bro? Okay, you're a huge fan. Yeah, welcome to Bachelor Nation. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I had to uh, explain what OnlyFans was to Catherine yesterday. Oh, she had no idea. Yeah, and then I and she's like, "How do you know this?" And I'm like, "Maury, <laughs> <laughs> come on in here, Maury." Cover up. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, why do you know what that is? I was like, I don't know, Maury. No, because I had to explain. She, we were we were talking about um, Bella Thorne and all this stuff, and uh, yeah. she had heard something about OnlyFans, but I had no idea what OnlyFans is. And when you're in a situation like that, right, where when you're with somebody, where a topic of conversation comes up, mm-hmm. where you they don't know what it is. You do, but you explaining to them what it is puts you in a terrible position. Like, I can't, can't Catherine can't say what's OnlyFans, and I can't come off like an expert on OnlyFans at that point. Even though at this point you kind of are. Right, because why but would I be? having an, thank a, you. an account or anything thank like you. that. So, but I think part of your excuse, though, is you can use what you do for a living to know that information. Oh, you want me to Sherman it? 
No, say, listen, <laughs> I'm reading all these stories. Like, these stories are now yeah. involving, like, yeah. celebrities, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, working on the Ross Mulvey show. Look, look at Moore, on, Moore right now. Looks like a proud father. Et Canada. <laughs> like I have to know this information. No, I don't. I've right? never. I've never spoken about this on Et Canada. Oh, never. Never. Not one oh, time. Yeah, not one time. Curve, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Moore, explain OnlyFans to people in a in a very PG way. So, OnlyFans is where anybody can sign up and create their page where they can put. Um, not suitable for work content. Okay. And it's locked until you subscribe for a monthly fee. Okay. And then you can go Whoa. and watch their videos or huh? photos. Uh-huh. I don't even know that part. For example, Damn. I've opened my account. Okay, yes. I'm not following anybody right now because I'm trying to save some money. Okay. <laughs> but it looks like this. Oh, interesting. This is uh, somebody I was following named Charlie. Is he a famous person? No, he's a boxer in New York. Oh, wow. So Chris Brown signed up for OnlyFans. Whoa, for real? Yeah. So he posted last night just a simple link to his OnlyFans account. Okay. And and then two like, like curious eye emojis. Right, yeah. so he so he did that, and then a blogger, a guy by the name of uh, Kyle and Fernie, immediately signed up for his OnlyFans and immediately like posted the content oh, on, wow. on, on Twitter that Chris okay. Brown put on his OnlyFans. And the problem with this, with the celebs signing up for OnlyFans, is that OnlyFans has historically, as Maury said, been very not safe for work content. Yeah, correct. Yes, but for not the most for part, celebrities. Yeah, not for celebrities. And so all Chris Brown did was he just put up a picture of himself fully clothed with his hand sort of near his crotch area. Oh. Right? It's like a picture you see, put up on Twitter or IG or anything. Exactly. And it's 20 bucks to 20 see that bucks? picture. To see that well, picture is 20 bucks. Aaron Carter is cheaper and he shows everything. Right. <laughs> Just so you know, I guess. <laughs> yes. So, like, <laughs> From what I've heard. From- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So spend your money wisely. Exactly. So again, when Catherine asked me why I know so much about Mori- uh, OnlyFans, my yeah. answer is, damn it, Maury. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Good Morning America host, apparently George Stephanopoulos is lobbying hard to replace Alex Trebek on Jeopardy. Oh, really? That is according to inside sources. I don't know how that would work because he's in New York and does GMA every morning and he has a whole bunch of other commitments and Jep shoots in LA and I don't know how that, he would have to leave GMA. Um, And then the other half of the story goes that Ken Jennings is the one who has been groomed because they actually hired Ken Jennings as a consulting producer a little while ago to sort of get him used to being in that world from a side of not being a contestant, but from the side of a producer and possibly host. And last night, Ken Jennings delivered one of the full categories. Oh, he did. He was on video behind So do you think it's going to be Ken Jennings, Maury? I would rather Ken Jennings than George. What about, I'm just going to throw this out here okay i'm like just gonna throw this out here i know you want somebody like really smart and everything else ken jennings would be fine but i don't think ken jennings is charming okay that's my that's my thing is that alex trebek was charming yes he was um i don't think ken jennings is charming i don't think george stephanopoulos is charming per se and it's a very sort of it's a very difficult role to fill however if you remember years ago there was the spinoff called rock and roll jeopardy loved that which there was yes. yes there was different theme song everything Jeff Probst was the host that's right 
It was called Rock and Roll Jeopardy? Yeah, it was on MTV. And it was Or VH1 was or whatever those shows. And it was fantastic. So you think Jeff Probst? And I think that Jeff Probst back, he was really good because Jeff Probst is tough on people, uh-huh. right? But like, he's also charming, he's smart, but he also, he has that thing that he's he's very authoritative when he when he, when he he speaks to people, even in a setting like that. I like Jeff Probst as a host. What about our boy uh, Tom Bergeron? Hey, that's not a bad suggestion. He's looking for yeah, work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tom Bergeron. That's Man, I really, li- I really like Tom Bergeron. So do actually- I. I was, I was bummed when they they booted him from Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. I, I, like I think lot. he may be too wholesome, though. I don't really? know. Because I think you need to be able to play it really straight as well. Didn't and I don't he do, know. He did America's Funniest Home Video. Yeah, and he's never, yeah. I've never heard Tom Bergeron play anything straight. Like, he always has that way about him. And I love mm. Tom Bergeron. But why but can't else? we take Jeopardy and make it a little bit more cash? Because then it's not Jeopardy anymore. Yeah, That's the problem. Because with Rock and Roll Jeopardy, there was a little bit of fun. There, no, there was a lot of fun. But I don't think you can change Jep. I think that I think that whoever goes in there has to fit the format as opposed to changing the show to fit the host. I'm kind of with Mocha on the Tom Bergeron because everybody already loves the guy. Yeah, yeah. But do they love him too much? But do they love him too much? Can you love something too much? I think you, everybody loved Alex Trebek, love, still love Alex Trebek. Yeah. But that love, it was over time that we've those guys, yes, you're right. You know what I mean? It was over time that that love came. There's not a lot of Alex, like Alex Trebek is cut from the same rock that like William Shatner is, mm-hmm. you know, like that sort of old school up. smarty pants to everything. but yet funny can do it all. There's not a lot of people that are out there right now that can do that where they Anybody can do that everything. Anybody that you put in this position, if you do it too soon, there, there's going to be a lot. Like you have to wait a bit of time, no matter who you put in there right, right now. Oh, they of course. Like, like they're doing like, shows like, until Christmas, right? Like is an Anderson Cooper appropriate? Oh, please no. No, no, but you know what I mean? Like he, he, the, I would he, say yes. You need somebody who can, who has those sides. Like Anderson Cooper in Incredibly smart, but can also get drunk on New Year's Eve. Yeah, right. Like I would that, say that's yes. the, Anderson Cooper. He's more in line with what Alex but Trebek is. I just is. saw Anderson Cooper on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and it was really hard for him to break out of his shell and just chill. Right, right, that's right. Why you gotta get that man a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is, my question is, got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, right, yo, Taryn. What's up with you, man? So, um, I've been videos for my work and I'm way too camera shy. You got to make videos for your work, but you're way too camera shy? Yeah, like it's not like uh, like mandatory, but like it's encouraged that you make videos. Gotcha. You wrote us this for Razumoka's Fix My Life. You said that you just switched careers to a realtor a couple of months ago. You love your job and you are committed. However, as part of your job, you should be making videos and be active on social media. But I've always been a little camera shy, you say. I just can't get myself to do it because I think I'll sound dumb or something. So I was like maybe you guys could help <laughs> yeah yeah so it's not mandatory like the the company that you're working for isn't saying you have to do videos or you have to be on camera right no 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 okay but you get the world real estate you work on commission and you get that commission by advertising yeah so like uh by getting leads and yeah. like it, like social media is such a, like a huge platform now like it's encouraged that you make videos just so like you can put your personality out there and just for like, sure because people want to know who they're working with right Exactly, uh, exactly. Did you not know about this part of the, the real estate world before you got into it? No, no, I, like I knew. Like I just thought like I'll come around to it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's tough. Have you tried it? No. No, not at all. Not even to try, like without even posting. Just try just to see 
what you look like, how you sound, kind of like your delivery, uh, walking through a home that you're trying to sell, like nothing like that, huh? No, like I've like I've had like I've had like my first clients already, and like I, like you know like I don't mind like when you like actually meet them face to face and like yeah. interacting with people. I love it. It's just like I don't know what happens when like I get on the camera. It's just I guess I'll try like you know just making a video first and then just seeing how like I look or like sound. Do you have any sales? Yeah, like I actually did my like uh, first sale like uh, a couple weeks ago. Congratulations on that! That's awesome, dude. Um, Thank you, you. You need clients, right? And you need exactly, people. You, yeah. need, you need people who feel that you're going to sell the hell out of their house, and you also need other people to feel that you know in a in a difficult time when maybe they got to move or they're upgrading or downsizing, whatever it is they're doing, that you're going to be the guy that can get it done for them. And, exactly, and, exactly. And, and you need to be the person that they want to call. Now, those people are not going to want to call you if they don't know you exist. Right. Okay. So look at yourself as a business. Look at yourself as a, not, not a product, but you are a service. It's not so much about you, although you will offer that personal service and that great touch. Of course you will. Right. Um, but look at it that way. Don't, don't take this personally. Right. Don't don't think of it as right. you putting yourself out there. This is a necessary part of the job, because if nobody knows who you are, you won't get those clients. That's true. That makes sense. Right. So sort of act the part. You know, that's that's the way a lot of people get into this. They they don't put themselves out there. Nobody's asking. For, you don't need to post pictures of you and your mom for somebody to want right. to, you know, <laughs> you know, we don't we don't need to know your opinions on the new on the new PS5. You know, just talk about just talk about houses, man. Talk about your philosophies right, in right. real estate. Talk about the market. Talk about whether it's a good time to move, the, the, the good time to buy a condo, the bad time to sell. Talk about all that stuff. That's what people want. Right. That makes a, a lot of sense. I would say. Go through like one of the homes or condos or wherever that you're, you're trying to sell right now. And if you have like 10, 15 minutes to yourself, go through and do a video. Not for posting, but just so you can like monitor and see what it is that, uh, that you like or don't like about what you just recorded and work that way. So let me ask you this, Mocha. Practice. Let, let, me, let, me ask, let me ask you this, okay? Let's say he doesn't have a listing right now. Yeah. You still got to post. Mm -hmm. So what's he do now? Do it at home. No, no. But what's he talking about? There's no home to sell. Oh, he doesn't have a home. There's to no sell. home to sell. He has no listings. Make one up. But you still gotta you make up a house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make one up. Nah, man. Listen, you have access to all sorts of listings right around everywhere, right? Just go through the specs yeah, yeah. and just create one. Just yeah. make a make a video on one of the houses, not your listing. You're not posting it anywhere. Just do it for practice, man. No, no, I mean to post. What does he do in the meantime? That's the question is what do you do? How do you not get self-conscious when you don't actually have something to sell, when you don't have a listing on the market, but you still have to be active on social media? What I was thinking was like, maybe you can make like, you know, 30 second little like tips and tricks videos about like, you know, just different topics. Yeah. Listen, why don't you be the get it on guy? Why don't you do a video and every house you walk through, you're like, look at this foyer. You can get it on in here. Closet right there. Big enough to get it on in there. <laughs> main, main, main floor bathroom. Little too drunk to walk up the steps. You can get it on in there. There you go. Look at this kitchen island. Guess what? Get it on on there. Why don't you be the get it on guy? Yeah. Every, every listing should be all the fantastic places of a house you can get it on. And then sign up for a website. Get it on guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Why don't you do that? I mean, why not? Like, what do you got to lose? Why not pull a gimmick? And then if you abandon the gimmick, people will always know, oh yeah, that used to be the get it on guy. I used to love, I used to love watching your videos, man. Never no, wanted to no, buy, never, true, never true. wanted to buy a house, but the way that you described getting it on, 
on the top of the uh, the, the kitchen island was incredible to me. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah, you can, your business card should be this. It should just be a picture of you, and it just should read, Taryn, let's get it on. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Buy and sell with Taryn. Let's get it on, man. I think that I think that you you can. I think that if you want to have some fun and you don't want to be self conscious, I think that real estate lends itself to a little bit of a gimmick where you can sort of create uh, some sort of character for yourself. Right, right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Do All some right, practice nice. runs, though, bro. I will definitely. Yeah, All right. Man. All right. Yeah. This, oh, I just want to say I've been listening to you guys for like four or five years now, and like I love comedy, and like you guys actually make me like. Got laugh. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, Taryn. Between Roz and Mocha, who's yeah. your favorite, though? Um, yeah, so I've been thinking about this question for, like, a while now. Um, honestly, I could not think of just one single person just because, like, you know, Roz's advice is just, like, it just makes sense and he puts, like, a new light on, like, the issue. Yeah, like, let's and get it on? Like, like let's get it on. <laughs> like, that kind exactly, of, like, exactly. great, like, great like, advice like that? <laughs> 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 just the other day like someone like told me some problem and i was like you know like how would ross think of this yeah man. Oh, there you go yeah yeah and then mocha like your laughing energy is just like you know it's addicting so uh and like more you too like some stuff he says just makes you like die laughing okay but between ross and mocha who's your favorite yeah. you still didn't answer i i actually can't like i don't have one single answer like it's so hard you need to be a little bit more decisive if you want to be a real estate agent man that's true so what is I it? I still can't choose. <laughs> 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 All right, Taryn. Thank you very much for listening. I uh, hope we helped fix your life a little bit. No, definitely. You guys did. Thank you so much for your time. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Macaroni in a pot, that's a... Excuse me? Oh, you look shook just now. I don't you know. thought I was going to finish the line. No, I, I, I finished the line. <laughs> I, um, let me, okay, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Let's just revisit this classic. And I, it's a particular reason why I'm going to play this for you right now. Okay. Shout out to Cardi B and Bang the Stallion for giving us this. You look so uncomfortable every time we play this. Even if this is like the edit. No, because I'll tell you why I'm uncomfortable. Because it's so, it's edited to the point of where it no longer makes any sense. Right. Like some songs you can edit where you can still sort of get the, the notion behind the track. Yeah. But the edit on this song it literally makes no sense. It sounds like like code. Like that I have to try and decipher. Look at my thighs, sweat is wet. Come take a dive. Tie me up like I'm surprised. That's role play. I want the skies. I want you to park that big Mac truck right in this little garage. Hey! <laughs> that could have used a couple cuts. <laughs> that right so, there. Could have been a video going a around. Bit better, I feel. Where somebody, because one of the lines in the song is macaroni in a pot. Right. <laughs> There's somebody online who made a video. Okay. And the video is just macaroni in a pot. Okay. And they have a spoon, a wooden spoon that they're stirring around. Okay. And they edited the video to mimic the song WAP by Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. Okay. With the lyrics okay. and everything and the, the way the rhymes are going. Okay. So let me just play this for you. And then I think you'll understand a little bit, okay? I don't want to understand. And this is a, a combination of... 
I think it's like five, and when you see the frame, when you watch the video, it's like mm-hmm. five. You know when you when somebody sings a cappella and then they do like their own <laughs> instrumental harmonies? and harmonies yeah, and okay. backing vocals. So it's I like that so. style where there's five frames. It's this macaroni in a pot and a wooden bowl <laughs> okay. uh, and a wooden spoon. Okay. Okay. Climbing into the bottom of the pot, scraping across, spinning around, going side to side. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, you look sounds so like, uncomfortable. Uh, sounds like somebody eating with their mouth open. Nah, I don't like that. In this tiny little garage. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. Not for me. No. 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 <laughs> Stop it. This is doing no good you. for anything. We have not contributed to the society in any way in the last five minutes. Uncomfortable. No, oh I'm God. not. I'm just, I can't. It's just, I, I, I have no time for this in my I, I, I hate that now this is in my head. <laughs> that now I remember this moment. <laughs> So what you're saying is you don't want to hear it again. No, I don't. Oh, gross. There's macaroni in a pot, bro. Oh, come on. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. It's Anne Hathaway's birthday today. Anne Hathaway. How old is she? How old do you think she is? Anne Hathaway is... 36. Well, if we're listening to this, let's just, let's just tone it down a little, Okay. Okay. Anne Hathaway. I said, is, let's tone it down oh, a little. Not, that is toned down. That's not toned down. Like, like toned down tone, for what? Like, like, let's get. Come on, man. Get jazzy with me. She's bro. in the new witches movie. Not like that, Maury. Not like that at all. Anne Hathaway. Yeah. How old's Anne Hathaway today? Thirty-six. Bro, I'm telling what? you, man. Listen, you can't put chill vibes on and then come out like a shotgun. Well, okay, that's we need, what I am. Bang no, bang. I need you to talk like a feather. <laughs> okay. All right. Listen, I'm not soft like Charmin. Oh, man. Let's get it on here. It's feather talk right now, bro. Okay. All right? Feather it up. Anne Hathaway is... Anne Hathaway is... Quieter than that? You don't have to whisper. Just like, just chill it out, man. And Take a deep breath. Everybody take a deep breath right now. You too, On the count of three. Let's all take a deep breath. Ready? One, two, three. Ew, what was that noise? What was that noise that came out of you right now? What was that? It was an attempt at a deep breath. You can't. What do you mean? You can't attempt? even inhale, huh? <laughs> more. I more. forgot to hurt open it? my mouth. Bros, bros, bros. I bros. forgot to open my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, where did you think the air was going to go in then? My nose. Okay. Okay. So, let's get back to business here. It's Anne Hathaway's birthday. <laughs> Maury, again with the noises, man. 36. Okay. You got back that nose up for that microphone. Bro. <laughs> Okay. Girl, who's you playing with? Back that nose up. Okay. You want me to be in the other room? <laughs> just <laughs> okay. Why don't you guys play along with me? Okay, I'm I just want to have a chill moment. Can you freaking just tell me how? No, not until no, not until you understand the rules. Okay, nobody gets to nobody gets to know how old Anne Hathaway oh. is until you all decide to play by the freaking rules. 
It's like I'm at home. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Stop saying funny stuff, man. You're breaking Mocha down. Okay. Anne Hathaway is 36. Why why you say it like that? You go to a weird place when you have to feather talk. I have a lot. For me? Yeah, yeah. There's no such thing as quiet. Soft. Okay. There's loud and louder. Soft like a feather. Okay. Just tickle me like a tickle me like you would with a feather, and say, but only use your words, not a feather. Tickle me with your words. Okay. Okay. Anne Hathaway. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now you look like a, um, you're staring at a ghost. Thirty six. Okay. So years Mo- old. Mocha says Anne Hathaway is thirty six. Uh, Maury, how old do you say Anne Hathaway is? Anne Hathaway's thirty. Not like that. That sounds like you've murdered her. <laughs> Anne, Hath- Anne Hathaway was thirty six. <laughs> Maury, how old is Anne Hathaway? Anne Hathaway is 37. Excuse me. <laughs> Anne Hathaway is what? I would say 37. Okay. Okay. Maury said 37. Uh, Anne Hathaway yeah. is actually, gentlemen, 38 years old oh, today. Okay. 38 years old today. That was close. Oh, that was exhausting. Was Ryan Gosling. It's Ryan Gosling's birthday today. Oh. How old is Ryan Gosling? Ryan Gosling. Yes. Is. That's a good feather right there that you got going on. 35. 35. Years old. Wow. Don't do that. You sound weird too, man. You sound like, like I said. I only have loud <laughs> and louder. But you like it's, it's weird. Like your you lips deeper, aren't even moving quieter. right now. You're like a ventriloquist dummy right now. Like your lips aren't even moving when you do this. Let me see your mouth. Show me your mouth. Ryan Gosling. Now tickle is me with Thirty-six years old. Now see your, your teeth are clenched. I know, I'm tickling you, but I'm not yeah, using my mouth. Nine, <laughs> <laughs> are my lips? Excuse me. Thirty-six. Thirty-six, 36. Says, uh, says Mocha. Uh, Maury, how old would you say Ryan Gosling is today? The gorgeous Ryan Gosling. He's 33. 33? You think Ryan Gosling's 33? He looks fabulous. 40 years old. Ryan Gosling's 40 years old? Shush, 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 shush. Come on, man. We're having quiet time. Ryan Gosling's 34. (laughs) He's 40 years old? He can't be 40. Why can't he be? Because then it's too old. He looks great. Okay, I'm just saying. He's 40 years old. Uh, who's Megan Mullally, Maury? Megan Mullally played um, Karen on Will and Grace. There you go, Karen on Will and Grace. It's her birthday today, too. I, mean, birthday, I bet Megan she's going to complain to the manager that it's her birthday <laughs> and nobody's saying anything. Uh, Megan Mullally is 62, and uh, we'll end it with this. Neil Young. How young is Neil Young today? Great is, Canadian. Is he alive? He's alive, icon. right? Yes. Okay. Yes, he is. I thought he passed. No. Neil Young Neil is. Neil Young is how young today? 78 years old. Interesting. Interesting guess, Mocha. Maury, how old would you say Neil Young is today? I would say 88. 88? Yo, why are your guesses like all so close to mine? Like, pick another number. Well, there's only so many numbers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you know he's not nine. <laughs> okay, so it's not like there's only so many and numbers. And he's old. Okay, okay, so like, so how old is he? For me? Neil Young is 75 today. Oh, I was close. Yes, you were. I was close. Oh, look at how close we all are right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So tomorrow is the day for PS5, correct? Yes! Okay. I'm ready, baby. I got my headphones. I got my charger. 
I have no PS5 on order. I'll but tell the other things I ordered got delivered. <laughs> I know. What did you get? So you got the... You got the headphones? You got, and the, the new wireless headphones? Yes. The, right? Yeah. And then like a charging station for the chargers. Okay, but no game. But no, out, no console. I out. None whatsoever. God, you're and the I, best. It's just your luck, too. I huh? have a feeling, honestly. Yeah. Like, I, I don't really have high hopes for ordering <laughs> online tomorrow. No. Because they're, they're saying they're like, don't show up in any stores. No. Right? They say no, we're not going to have exactly. stock in stores. Yeah. The only way to get them on release day is by ordering online. Yes. So I'm going to try, but I I don't have the confidence. Somebody there. who is very excited, yeah. uh, Michael B. Jordan, huge fan of PlayStation. Oh, I love Michael B. Jordan. It's a lot of fond memories. This ad came out in the Sunday paper. You know, you, you begged your parents. You hoped for like the holidays you were going to be able to get it. And when, you know, that box ended up in your living room, a chance to open it up there was no better feeling resident evil it was like me and my sister's favorite game as a kid we would like literally turn off a lot of lights in the house it's been around and it's evolved and grown with me it means a lot i'm pretty sure i came out the womb with the playstation controller in my hand oh i feel you bro um it's a relatively new thing for playstation and xbox to release new consoles at rather at the same time yeah like this like they usually wait months and I'm pretty sure it's usually Xbox the, that drops first and then PlayStation so drops later. So here's the thing is that the, oh, the the first time that they released them in the same year was 2013. Oh, wow. Before that, it was never even in the same oh, year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And now they're like dropping and dropping. Um, PS- I saw somebody online. They got their Xbox. Yeah. Um, they posted a picture of it. They had it yesterday. And they also ordered a PS5. I was, I was trying to order one. I was watching videos of these girls torturing their boyfriends where I guess there's a plug-in that you can get for one of the apps that is the perfectly a perfectly rendered PS5 box with like a shadow attached to it and everything else. And, and you can download this and take yeah. a picture of like your kitchen and put this little box on the counter and it looks like it's there with like a little shadow and everything. And then they're sending like an it to, AR app? Yeah. And then they're and then they're sending it to their boyfriends and then they film their boyfriends running into the house, like leaving work early and stuff. Oh man. God, that's so mean. That's so mean. There was one video I saw it's on so World Star so of this girl mean. who posted and said, um, I gifted my boyfriend with a PS5. And it was like, and he was sitting there at the table. Yeah. And it was like underneath a blanket or something. Yeah. And he lifted up the blanket. Right. And it was a PS2 and a PS3 put together. <laughs> Taped tape together? Taped together. Why are people so mean, man? Yeah. I'll never understand that. People... <laughs> People are so bloody mean. Oh, my God. Uh, exclusive titles, because that's what PS5 is all about. Uh, there's more Call of Duty content. Um, nice. their, uh, their, their deal, there's a Gran Turismo 7, uh, the new Spider-Man, uh, the new Ratchet and Clank. The, the new what? Ratchet and Clank. Say the one before that. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, Ghostwire Spider-Man. Uh, Miles you. Morales is yeah. the uh, Oh, is the I can't game. wait for that one. I was yeah. like, what was that? What's that all about? That's just the Miles Morales uh, version of, oh, as you call gotcha. it, Spider-Man. Sp- <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. We got a Rihanna anniversary to celebrate. Okay. And it's been 10 years since she released her album, Loud, her fifth album. And I'm going to play you a string of songs from that album. That it's, I think been, is gonna... it's been 10 years since she released her fifth album? Yes, Oh, dude. my God. I'm going to play you this string of songs, and I think you're going to be shocked to know that all these songs are 10 years old. Ready for this? Yep. Wow. 
man. This is such a good song, man. So 10 years since the album Loud from Rihanna yeah. dropped. She had three number one songs on the Billboard Hot 100 from that album. Only Girl, What's My Name, and s Only Girl got her a Grammy Award for Best Dance Recording. The album was nominated for three Grammys, including Album of the Year. And in an interview, tell me she's not dissing. Um, this is back in 2010 when she's promoting the album. And she blatantly says, I think it's Kesha. Katy Perry, and I believe Taylor Swift's name. Listen to this. I've never been this excited about anything I've done creatively, and this, is, it, it's just the perfect Rihanna album. It Every song is tailored to me. Like, I, I wanted songs on there that were all Rihanna songs that nobody else could do. Like, I didn't want the generic pop record that Kesha or Lady Gaga or Katy Perry could just do, you know, and everybody, it'll work. I wanted a song that, or songs that were only, on that were Rihanna songs that only I could do. Had that little West Indian vibe to it. It had yeah. a certain tone, a certain sass, and a certain energy. But then kind of like over time, she became that pop star, right? Yeah. She was already that pop star, but I understand what she's saying. Yes. Because all those artists were relying on like three songwriters. Yeah. And these three same songwriters would just write all these songs and then it didn't really matter which one of the pop stars did it. They were all just coming from the same factory and she wanted music that was specifically done for her. She wanted songs that these other women could not do. And she had bangers on that album. Today is the 10 year anniversary of Rihanna's album, Loud. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Did you see uh, Bieber with Dan and Shay last night? No, I missed it. So was at the CMA? All the pictures ever? Uh, yeah, the CMA though. Awards. They sound really good together, man. Those three. Yeah. Yeah. So they did um, ten thousand hours and like a slightly different version than what we know. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, the three of them sound so good together. When you close your eyes, tell me what are you dreaming? Everything I wanna know at all. Live or was this pre-recorded? It was pre Oh, I think a lot of it was pre-recorded, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know when this song first came out. I wasn't feeling it. Me neither, man. And, and then, now I hear it, and yeah. I'm like, Pfft. after a little bit of time, it totally grew on me. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this song. Yeah, it's yeah. catchy as hell, man. Mm. These guys are so good. Too. Too. Dan and Shea are really great guys. Was the show good last night, though? I mean, I guess as good as yeah. it could be, right? I mean, yeah, 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 it was. And, you know, you knew that these CMAs, especially during COVID and everything else, you knew the CMAs were really going to be the show that 
did it right. And, but but and it there was, was some backlash because there was not a lot of masks being worn on stage and people yes. were too close. Yeah, I know. Oh, I really? Know. Yeah. I did read that this morning. Yeah, I know. It's tough though, man. It's it, We were talking about this. Like everybody's, you're trying to do your best and I don't know. I, I, you know, I, like, I know what you're saying and then everybody's open to backlash and, you know, is it irresponsible? You know, you're putting your fans at risk. You're putting everybody's there at risk. Like I get it, but... God. Like I don't know what they did behind the scenes with like rapid testing or who got tested when and well that's the other thing too is like suddenly isolation. we're we're all detectives now right yeah. and I'm like I don't want to be a detective I just want to enjoy the show mm-hmm. right like leave it up to the people who are actually responsible for making sure that everybody's safe but when I watch it on TV I don't need to know that you tested everybody right, right. I assume that you guys all got together like you hired figured the, it out right? you hired the right people you figured yeah. it out and you put a product together and then I can just enjoy it right. I know I don't want to watch shows and then suddenly become judgy where I'm like, oh my God, look at how close those people. I don't want to watch shows like that. I, I want read, you to just be safe, follow all the rules and just put a product together. I don't need to know how you tested even, everyone beforehand. Even last night on Law & Order, the premiere of Law & Order last night, um, it was a COVID episode. Yeah. And the ambulance driver wearing a mask and all that, but Mariska Hargitay, Olivia Benson, was not wearing a mask. And everyone on social is like, well, why is she not wearing a mask? Right. It's a TV show. Yes, yes. I read, um, I don't know if you guys saw that article in the Times, LA Times, yeah. where they said that because of COVID, it's created, for Hollywood at least, yeah. it's created jobs for people who their duty on set is to take temperatures and yes. to go through COVID protocols with people. Yes. So if there's one good thing, at least for Hollywood, that now things are back in production, that it's created a handful more I jobs know. for but all it, these productions. You say that, just, but then how come shows are being shut down from well, COVID? Because, because people do their best and then things happen. That's the problem. Somehow like we said, somebody I don't, gets it. Like I can't sit here and say that every single one of these new cases, whether it's on a TV show or whatever, is because people are being deliberately negligent. You mm. have to understand that so many of these are people who are doing their best to follow along, but they still got to live a life and earn a living and then accidents happen. Things happen. And that's how you get these numbers. I don't think that shows are getting shut down because people decided to go out and deliberately break rules and put other people at risk. I think things just happen when you're dealing with something like COVID. But yeah, yeah, when you look at the the, the CMA reaction from last night, a lot of people are very upset uh, that there were no masks worn. Mm. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Did you see this story? About this couple in Michigan that mm-hmm. had their 15th kid Oof. on Thursday. It's irresponsible. 15th kid. That's irresponsible. And yeah. 14 out of the 15 are boys. Thursday, they had their first girl. Yeah. No. It's irresponsible. Uh, their oldest I kid. I don't support that at all. Is 28 years old. Yeah. They got, they had that kid right when they finished high school. As soon as they wrapped up high school, they what's, got married and had their oldest kid. So what's the oldest then? 28 years old. Twenty. So 28 and a newborn. Yeah. Right. So you've been having 15 kids over 30 years. So that, oh my God, you're just always pregnant at that point, right? Yeah. They had had three boys by the time they were finished with college. They still went on to get advanced degrees and then just kept having kids after that. Like the entire time. I don't, know. I don't know how you can be. And then a daughter on a, Thursday. I don't know how you can be a present parent when you got 15 kids, man. That's a lot, dude. I don't know. 
even and, and and at that point at that point it's not even about money like it's no, not, not even about all. having a place where all the kids can have their own room or their own space it's just it's it's you like you can't be present for 15 kids I know. Or how many of them maybe are living in the house right now? Like maybe like what? They're, they got 10 that are still living at home? Even still. Eight, eight kids that are still living at home? That's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids. Home. Even with eight. And then to 10 to a newborn on yeah. top of all of that yeah. and managing the house. Well, because, then, you know, and then what you get is you put your other children in positions where they have to be the ones that raise the other kids, yeah. right? Like you got kids. And I don't know what their situation is like, like if they nah, have help at I home know, or I don't, I don't know how financial you're, help or anything like that. I don't that. know how you're a present uh a present parent when you got 15 kids. But that said, having 15, what is it, 14 boys and then one girl? Yeah. Oh my God. Could you imagine what that house must smell like with 14 oh. boys? I assume like, for the past 30 oh years, gross. God. Like all the time. Like uh, your house smells gross all the, all the time. farts. Like the whole, your whole, you don't know if you ever went anywhere where you smelt anything other than a fart, it would probably be like, like just mind blowing to you. Yeah. Because you only know the smell of farts. Like if you grow up in a, if you're a mother and if you grew up in a house where you've had 14 boys, you only know the smell of farts. Mm-hmm. You don't know any other smells. Mm-hmm. And boy farts are, <laughs> like you don't so know, gross. you don't know anything else. Yeah. in your in your uh, life and the amount of food that they oh would go through. Oh, God, I know. Like, oh my God. Yo, can you imagine? And I don't know what this family is like, but yeah. could you imagine when you're talking about food, if like any of them have like dietary restrictions? No, no, you would, no, you would sell that kid. You couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't, you could, like, that, have yeah, one. no, that kid's gotta go. <laughs> See ya. Nice knowing you. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. I'm a huge Kevin Hart fan. You know this. I do. And I'm happy to find out, I only found this out today, is that he's got a new Netflix special, new stand-up special called Zero F's Given. <laughs> and it's dropping on November 17th. And apparently was filmed in September. Yeah, when would he have done this? September in LA. Like in front of a crowd and stuff? That's the thing. I don't know. I don't have any of that information. I don't haven't even seen clips of the stand-up special. Hmm. Uh, but this was filmed a month after he told everybody, he revealed that he tested positive for COVID like way early in the pandemic. Right, right. And he said at the time, quote, the problem is that I had it around the same time as Tom Hanks and I couldn't say anything because he's more famous than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how that happened, how at the very beginning, it, you would hear a lot of stars talking about how they had COVID, Tom Hanks, and very public about it, and then getting tested and given his plasma for antibodies and whatever else, Idris Elba. Like, everybody's very curious, but as time went on, you saw people like Courtney, like when Khloe Kardashian and, and yeah. a lot of other stars who you hear now way long after the fact that they had COVID. They, they, and then was, they had it early. Nobody was being upfront about it at the time. And one of the things was, is that when Tom Hanks had it, hardly anybody else had it. So nobody was judging Tom Hanks. But as yeah. soon as it started to really, really hit the population, especially in the States, you saw the difference in treatment that people were getting. Of course. And that's when people started to shut up about it. Yeah. Because then you realize that if you were famous, your treatment and finding out and getting tested and everything else came much easier to you than it did to say anybody else. Alyssa Milano, when she got it, she was saying the same thing. Yeah. And Uh, so that's why you stopped hearing about it. But if you're a fan of Kevin Hart, as I am, his new uh, Netflix show, uh, Zero F's Given, his new stand-up special, launches on Netflix November 17th. Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. 
Hello. <laughs> do you ever, did you ever? Did you ever? I don't know. I did that. Did you ever watch? Did <laughs> you, you don't ever, normally do voices. Okay, no. That's uh, why I threw me off. When card. you were when you were young, did your ma ever watch Laverne and Shirley? No. No. You never. Uh-uh. She never watched Laverne and Shirley. No. Eh? Um, I know that was a spinoff of um, Happy Days. Happy Days. Yeah. Yeah. So Laverne and Shirley, their two neighbors were these two guys named Lenny and Squiggy. Okay. Okay. And Michael McKean was Lenny. Okay. And Squiggy had this weird voice. And every time they entered the room, you know how Kramer always had his thing when he entered the room. Yeah. And he's he was all like shaky throwing and the jerky, doors yeah. open and shaking. Everybody back in the, those days, like all those the, the the sort of peculiar characters in those sitcoms always had a peculiar way of like entering the room or a catchphrase. Did I yeah. do that? All of that stuff. And with Lenny and Squiggy, when they would come in the room, Squiggy would always just go, <laughs> hello. <laughs> just open the door like that? Yeah. How do you know? Yeah. Like, what if Laverne and Shirley were like yeah. standing there naked? Yeah. And do you remember that? They never were. It was uh, like family programming. Oh. <laughs> um, and do you remember on, do you ever used to watch Three's Company? Yeah. Okay. Remember Felipe? No. When Felipe used to come in, he always used to, uh, to, to wipe his feet that weird way on Jack's mat. <laughs> that was always no. super weird. No. Maybe I just never paid attention. Do you remember Larry from down the hall? Who was like yeah. the, the total playboy uh-huh. who was always like trying to score with chicks and stuff yeah. like that. He had his own thing too. Anyway. Hello. <laughs> hey, Mocha. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Hello. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and kiss 92.5 news break. Uh, so Trump spitting all sorts of nonsense. I don't know if you saw this yesterday. Oh, I did. Oh, baby. So uh, this is uh, Trump making baseless allegations over the U.S. election and uh, fraud. Good evening. I'd like to provide the American people with an update on our efforts (laughs) to protect the integrity of our very important 2020 election. If you count the legal votes, I easily win. (laughs) <laughs> okay. And then, okay, and then you got to go to the networks, right? So here is uh, CNBC cutting Trump off. Now tens of millions of unsolicited ballots without any verification measures whatsoever. Well, we're interrupting this because what the President of the United States is saying in large part is absolutely untrue. He began and, and, and we're not going to allow it to keep going because... It's not true. (laughs) (laughs) And then poor Brian Williams had to cut him off, too. Oh, no. Decisively won many critical states, including massive victories in Florida, Mm -hmm. Iowa, Indiana, Uh Ohio. Uh Okay, here we are again in the unusual position of not only interrupting the president of the United States, but correcting the president of the United States. And Ari Melber, don't go far, uh, given that you are our chief legal correspondent. There are no illegal votes that we know of. There has been no Trump victory that we know of. So, and then listen, at the end, right? Everybody, when people just walk off a stage, when the president walks off a stage and all the reporters just start shouting the questions that they never get an opportunity to ask. Listen to the last one when somebody asks if he's a sore loser. Oh, no. Thank you very much. I'm just going to take my ball and go home. Are you being a sore loser, sir? Uh, The Secret Service knows what's up, though. So the Secret Service, they've ramped up protection around Joe Biden, sending in reinforcements to Delaware, where he was. 
in anticipation of the possible win. Now, Secret Service only does this when they anticipate a winner. They did not do this with John Kerry, and they did not do this with Mitt Romney. Mm. So, Secret Service knows what's up. Just in case. They know what's up. They yeah, know what's it's up. It's wild to see what's going on. I saw a tweet yesterday with, I think this was uh, outside of... Um, a building in, in Phoenix where they're counting votes. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of Trump supporters showed up. Alex Jones showed up down there yesterday. And it said, Trump supporters kneel together and pray, asking for, quote, good to prevail. And somebody replied to that tweet, said, Trump supporters kneeling in protest? The irony. <laughs> uh, free Guy, which is the new Ryan Reynolds movie, where oh, yeah! he realizes oh. that he's one of those unplayable characters in a video game and then he tries to save the world. Yeah. Uh, Free Guy, which was supposed to premiere December 11th yeah. in theaters. Also, Death on the Nile, which is the follow-up to the Death on the Orient Express, was supposed to premiere December 18th. Both have now been pushed to oh. 2021. So I was really hoping we were going to get Free Guy. We're not going to get Free Guy. Uh, however, Freaky is still debuting on Friday the 13th. That is the Vince Vaughn movie where he plays a serial killer and right. goes out, tries to kill a high school girl, and then lightning strikes, and then they switch bodies. So the high school girl gets the body of the serial killer, and then I saw the commercial for it last night during The Bachelor. It looks so dope. So, wait, so oh, man, I thought you were going to say Free Guy was going to be coming no. on demand. No, no, not at all. However, yeah. because of the deal that Universal has with theaters, yeah, um, Freaky will debut in theaters on November thirteenth. Uh, and then it will be on video on demand in I believe like three weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, that's because wow. that's the new deal saw, with that's the new um, deal with Universal. And uh, yeah, so it's December fourth when it'll pop up on okay, on video on demand. And then also um, Warner Brothers is still saying that they're going to be releasing Wonder Woman on Christmas Day. In theaters? Yeah, in theaters. That's what they're saying. It's still like in the schedule. this year. Yeah, it's still in the schedule. Really? Yeah. Tenant, I believe is going to on demand in December 15th. December, yeah. Yeah, oh, wow. so so tenant will hit on demand in uh on December 16th. Uh, do you use WhatsApp? I don't use WhatsApp. Yeah, all the time. I always think it's drug dealers that use WhatsApp and I and, and ISIS. Is that Whoa. am I wrong about that? What's the I always make this mistake. What is the what is the the social platform where like ISIS talks to each other that I read about all the time? What um, it's not WhatsApp. I always think it's WhatsApp, but I guess it's not WhatsApp. I don't want to talk ill of WhatsApp. Anyway, WhatsApp. What is it, more? I use WhatsApp all the time. Okay. It's how I talk to Europeans. Okay. Um, that's what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> whenever it's whenever you use something to communicate, like it's the circumventing of like I don't know. This, oh, to I me, love to me, there's something about WhatsApp that just says I'm circumventing the rules. You know, like I don't know. Oh, I don't know. So you don't have to pay for long distance. I don't know. I guess maybe you're right about that. Uh, but WhatsApp is launching a new disappearing message option. So. Thank God. Okay, so here we go. Listen to this. Okay. okay, listen to this. So chats and conversations between friends will automatically delete if you choose this option yeah. after seven days. Quote, we're starting with seven days because we think it offers peace of mind that conversations aren't permanent while remaining practical so you don't forget what you were chatting about. They go on to say, now when I say they're rolling out a option of being able to have your tweet, your your messages automatically deleted on WhatsApp. Everybody gets a picture of what those messages would be like. But according to app, this is according to WhatsApp, this is what they say. The shopping list or store address you received a few days ago that you needed at the time will disappear after you don't. 
Okay, do you think that is really what people are going to? Do you think that's what people are going to want to be deleting? Yeah, absolutely not. And then they do go on to say that although it will delete after seven days, you can still copy and paste that message or take screenshots. Of course, you can beforehand. We always have. <laughs> we always have. <laughs> Uh, so much to get to. Let's start with uh, President-elect Joe Biden. I pledge to be a president who seeks not to divide, but unify. Who doesn't see red states and blue states, only sees the United States. And work with all my heart, with the confidence of the whole people, to win the confidence of all of you. And for that... Is what America, I believe, is about. It's uh, it's interesting. Everything got sort of put into perspective, and I wish I remember who who said it. But uh, they were talking about how him saying Biden saying that he's going to put things back together and reach out and sort of be a force for unity, and the mountain that he has to climb in order to do that mm-hmm. is incredible, and. The way that it was presented was Joe Biden won the American presidency with more votes than anybody has ever got who ran for president. Donald Trump lost with the second most amount of votes that Ooh. anybody has ever had who ever ran for president. It's a lot of people. But guess what? It's a lot of people, man. <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> I know. It's a lot it's of Ricky people. Bobby, we always say. <laughs> Uh, number one on I, uh, number one on iTunes. This song from March thirtieth, twenty sixteen. March thirtieth, twenty sixteen was the number one song on iTunes. Yeah, it is called FTD by uh, YG and Nipsey Hussle. Oh, <laughs> I know the song. Not a new song, but still holds up today. March 30th, 2016. I like white folks, but I don't like you. All the in the hood want to fight you. Surprise, El Chapo ain't tried to snipe you. Surprise, the nation of Islam ain't tried to find you. Alex Trebek passed away at the age of 80. Jeopardy tweeted out, Jeopardy is saddened to share that Alex passed away peacefully at home earlier this morning, surrounded by family and friends. Thank you, Alex. Um, Pancreatic cancer, he was very public and just such an unbelievable person during all of it. And he worked right up until the end. He taped enough episodes of Jeopardy mm-hmm. that Alex Trebek says it is right now. His final episode hosting Jeopardy uh, will be airing on Christmas Day. That's Alex's final. Stop it. Yeah. My heart. Yeah. Don't even tell me that. Yeah. On Christmas Day? On Christmas Day. Alex's. Oh, yeah. So they, they did enough shows to to get him up to uh, December 25th. Yo, and for real though, Alex was like a, he was a real one. He was, he was savage. For as much as like he was playful and fun and funny on the show yeah. and compassionate and empathetic, yeah. he was also a true savage that would diss you straight to your face. Susan Cole is from Bowie, Maryland and... Her favorite type of music is something I've never heard of, but it doesn't sound like fun. I think it's very fun. It's called nerdcore hip hop. It's nerdcore hip hop. Yes, um, it's uh, people who identify as nerdy, rapping about the things they love: video games, science fiction, having a hard time meeting romantic partners. You know, <laughs> it's really catchy and fun. Losers, in other words. Well- <laughs> 
Yes, Alex! <laughs> <laughs> you think he'd follow it up with like, yo, tell me more. Like, I'd like to, can you give us an example? Nah, he was the best. What oh. a sad, what a sad day. But yeah, uh, yeah we love you, man. Uh, Dave Chappelle hosting SNL. Man. Where do you want to start? I don't even know because, first of all, the show is so late. I know. Biden was doing his thing and then they had to run football and then NBC had to run news and then they finally got to SNL and then... But thank you, Global, for running a commercial-free edition of uh, Border Patrol. Back-to-back commercial-free yeah. editions of Man, Border Patrol. Was, I'm not going to fast forward I learned that. so much. Yeah. I learned so much. I love that show. Um, but Dave Chappelle, there's two parts and they're like contrast right how long was his monologue it was long right i don't know like six seven minutes maybe? yeah something like that he smoked a whole cigarette an entire <laughs> cigarette i told this great story i was thinking about my great-grandfather who apparently by all accounts was a very great man he, he was born a slave in south carolina uh was a slave for 10 years of his life and when the northerners came down they started educating some of the the newly freed black children and, and he learned how to read got enamored with education and dedicated his life to three things. Education, freedom of black people, Jesus Christ. It's a pretty amazing story my great-grandfather had. And I thought about him all day today because I wish I could see him now. And I wish he could see me. Because I wonder what he would say. This week I flew to New York on a private jet to host Saturday Night Live. Netflix started streaming a show that bears his name. Chappelle Show. And HBO Max is streaming it. And I didn't get paid for any of it. <laughs> yeah, if he could see me now, he'd probably be like, this got bought and sold more than I had. <laughs> Yo. But then, at the end of his, his, um, I guess his opening monologue, yeah. like things got real, and he said this, and I hope people were paying attention, because I think it was very important. I would implore everybody who's celebrating the day to remember it's good to be a humble winner. Remember when I was here four years ago? Remember how bad that felt? Remember that half the country right now still feels that way. Remember, the life expectancy of white people is dropping because of heroin, because of suicide. All these white people out there that feel that anguish, that pain, that mad because they think nobody cares, and maybe they don't. Let me tell you something. I know how that feels. If you're a police officer, and every time you put your uniform on, you feel like you got a target on your back. You're appalled by the ingratitude that people have when you would risk your life to save them. Believe me, I know how that feels. Everyone knows how that feels. But here's the difference between me and you. You guys hate each other for that. And I don't hate anybody. I just hate that feeling. That's what I fight through. That's what I suggest you fight through. You gotta find a way to live your life. You gotta find a way to forgive each other. You gotta find a way to find joy in your existence in spite of that feeling. There you go. Yeah. Powerful stuff from Dave Chappelle. Yeah, it was. And that's why you have Dave Chappelle on, right? Yeah. You know, you just sort of see. Is he gonna make you laugh? Yeah. But then he's gonna make you think. Yeah, and uh, they were willing to take all the 
all the fines that were going to come from having Dave Chappelle on. They, Dave Chappelle came out and dropped the N-word like it was nobody's business. Yeah. He smoked a whole cigarette, which you're not allowed to smoke in that building. Not at all. So they were just like, fines on fines. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's we saved. We saved up. <laughs> we allocated for that. And uh, Pfizer yesterday was the big story with the COVID vaccine that they had said had a 90% rate of uh, success and they were going to rush things through. Now, Pfizer stock started going through the roof. However, Uh however, companies that have been killing it because of stay-at-home orders, their stocks fell. Companies like Wayfair, companies like Peloton, companies like DocuSign, Zoom yesterday, Pfizer announced that they had a vaccine that they were pushing through 90% success rate. Pfizer stock went through the roof. Zoom stock tumbled 20%. No. Yeah. Everyone's quick to get out. Yes. As soon as as somebody said vaccine and possibilities, and they're not even talking, this is not in like the next couple of weeks. We're talking like next year. Oh, absolutely. Right? But But as soon as- People are ready. People are packing their bag. People are packing their briefcase right now. As soon as somebody said as soon as somebody said vaccine, Zoom tumbled 20%. Yeah. Wow. That's how fast it, that's how fast it was. Yeah. So uh so there you go with that. Oh God. So this whole thing with the four seasons in Philly is fascinating to me. Oh my god. Because so I don't funny. know I don't know where the mistake happened. So Donald Trump tweeted out that there was going to be a press conference at the four seasons in Philadelphia. And then he deleted it. And said, there's going to be a press conference at the Four Seasons Seasons Total Landscaping Building in Philadelphia. So, not the Four Seasons Hotel, but the Four Four Seasons Total Landscaping Building in Philadelphia, which is like in an industrial neighborhood. And I think their two neighbors are an adult bookstore and a crematorium. (laughs) And that's that's where Rudy Giuliani showed up and found out that Joe Biden had become president elect. I know you won't accept it because of your hateful biases, but let's see if you can try thinking rationally. Because they don't decide the election. Who was it called by? All the, oh my goodness, all the networks. Wow. All the networks. We have to forget about the law. Judges don't count. All the networks, all the networks, all the networks thought Biden was going to win by 10%. Gee, what happened? Come on, don't be, don't be ridiculous. Networks don't get to decide elections. Courts do. And he's like, this is like a big hose beside him and everything. Like, I so I don't even know. The, the Four Seasons Hotel in Philly had to put out a and statement. That's the Four Seasons had to say, hey, listen, this ain't happening at, at our hotel. Yeah, don't show up. So I don't know where the mistake happened. Like, I don't know if they were always going to Four Seasons Total Landscaping or if somebody said, hey, book the Four Seasons and then somebody accidentally book Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Or if Trump just made a mistake and said Four Seasons and then was corrected when somebody said, hey, no, it was never going to be the Four Seasons. It was always going to be Four Seasons Total Landscaping. I think it was that. So either whatever happened, somebody screwed up to the point of where the Four Seasons in Philadelphia, the hotel, had to tweet out saying, yo, this ain't us. Please don't show up and destroy our place. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) You jerk. Uh, Michael J. Fox tweeting, it is always a good time to travel. Sorry. It's always a good time when you travel back to the past. Thrilled to be part of this. Good luck in the future. Lil Nas X. So if you didn't see it, um, Lil Nas released a commercial promoting his new Christmas song where 
he goes through some sort of dimensional time warp and he winds up in the Old West and his big song's playing and then Santa gets kicked out of a bar for being drunk. <laughs> and then Lil Nas <laughs> oh, Santa, X... Santa, what you doing? <laughs> you got some work to do, bro. <laughs> and then Lil Nas X puts the hat, he picks up the hat and it just reads, Santa, you are the next Santa. And then Michael J. Fox shows up and does this thing. But here's a clip of the song and you'll hear Michael J. Fox at the end of it. Hey, it's a holiday. I got holes in the other control, yeah. Whatever you do, Nas, don't go to 2020. Hey, it's another way. So, are you feeling that? I mean, I don't mind it. <laughs> Did he say you, he's got... You, I don't know what he said. I heard hose. It sounded like he said I got hose on but, hose. Yeah, but like ho, 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 because he's... Oh, that uh, Okay, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I mean... It's a holiday. I got hose on I got yeah. hose on hose and they're out of control. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because he's Santa. It's, it's, it's the ho, ho, ho. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, okay. gotcha. Uh, were, you, was you, were you happy to see Michael J. Fox back as Marty McFly real quick? Yeah. yeah. I'm always happy to see I Michael know. J. Fox. Yeah. I love that man so I much. I agree. Uh, also, Billie Eilish uh, told fans that she's dropping a new single in just a couple of days. Yep. So, uh, Therefore I Am is the name of it. It'll happen Thursday at 10 a.m. I know somebody who heard the song. Oh, you do? Who heard it? Did you hear it? I did not hear it. Oh. But I know somebody who did. Who did hear it? I are, can't tell they, you. I'm not going to snitch. Are they in this room? No. Oh, okay. I'm not going to snitch. All right, whatever, baby. But I know somebody who heard it and said say. that it's going to be a very catchy track. Yeah? Yeah. Um, she wrote, not to toot our own horn, but, but the song toot, toot. is effing sick, is what uh, Billy oh, Eilish said. All right. So there you go. I, uh, I'm looking forward to that. CBS pledges that Survivor, Big Brother, and other reality shows moving forward will be 50% people of color when casting. Uh, so that's a big change, especially for shows like Survivor, which I think has always sort of been the least diverse of all those mm. casts. But uh, Love Island is included in that as well. So oh, okay. in the 21 22 season. Love nah, me neither. Me but I know either. a lot of people watch it. Yeah, I don't have I time for a lot of that. Like, Friends I can watch The Bachelor stuff. and uh-huh. The Bachelorette. I can't do Love Island. Yeah. No, it's not for me. Yeah, I do Bachelorette. You, and, don't, do, you don't do The Bachelor? And Bachelor. Okay. Like, I do that franchise. In yeah. terms of reality, yeah. is that stuff? Really? And then if something hype drops on Netflix. Right. Yes. And then, of course, Jersey Shore. For sure. November 17th, by the way. Uh, Good Morning America host, apparently George Stephanopoulos is lobbying hard to replace Alex Trebek on Jeopardy. Oh, really? That is according to inside sources. I don't know how that would work because he's in New York and does GMA every morning and he has a whole bunch of other commitments and Jep shoots in LA and I don't know how that, he would have to leave GMA. Um, And then the other half of the story goes that Ken Jennings is the one who has been groomed because they actually hired Ken Jennings as a consulting producer a little while ago to sort of get him used to being in that world from a side of not being a contestant, but from the side of a producer and possibly host. And last night, Ken Jennings delivered one of the full categories. Oh, he did. He was on video behind So do you think it's going to be Ken Jennings, Maury? I would rather Ken Jennings than George. What about, I'm just going to throw this out out here okay i'm like just gonna throw this out here i know you want somebody like really smart and everything else ken jennings would be fine but i don't think ken jennings is charming 
Okay, fair. that's my that's my thing. Is that Alex Trebek was charming? Yes, he was. Um, I don't think Ken Jennings is charming. I don't think George Stephanopoulos is charming per se. And it's a very sort of it's a very difficult role to fill. However, if you remember years ago, there was the spinoff called Rock and Roll Jeopardy. I loved that. Which there was yes, yes there was different theme song everything. Jeff Probst was the host. That's right. It was called Rock and Roll Jeopardy? Yeah, it was on MTV. And it was Or VH1 was or whatever those shows. And it was fantastic. So you think Jeff Probst? And I think that Jeff Probst back, he was really good because Jeff Probst is tough on people, uh-huh. right? But like, he's also charming, he's smart, but he also, he has that thing that he's he's very authoritative when he, when he, when he speaks to people, even in a setting like that. I like Jeff Probst as a host. What about our boy uh, Tom Bergeron? Hey, that's not a bad suggestion. He's looking for yeah, work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tom Bergeron. That's hey, actually I really, li- I really like Tom Bergeron. So That's do actually- I. I was, I was bummed when they they booted him from Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. I, think, I, like I think he may be too wholesome, though. I don't really? know. Because I think you need to be able to play it really straight as well. Didn't and I don't he do, know. He did America's Funniest Home Video. Yeah, and he's ne- yeah. I've never heard Tom Bergeron play anything straight. Like, he always has that way about him. And I love mm. Tom Bergeron. But why but can't else? we take Jeopardy and make it a little bit more cash? Because then it's not Jeopardy anymore. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. Because with Rock and Roll Jeopardy, there was a little bit of fun. There, no, there was a lot of fun. But I don't think you can change Jep. I think that I think that whoever goes in there has to fit the format as opposed to changing the show. Show to fit the host. I'm kind of with Mocha on the Tom Bergeron because everybody already loves the guy. Yeah, yeah. But do no. they love him too much? But do they love him Can too much? Can you love something too much? I think you, everybody loved Alex Trebek, love, still love Alex Trebek. Yeah. But that love, it was over time that we've those guys, yes, you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was I over time that that love came. There's not a lot of Alex, like Alex Trebek is cut from the same rock that like William Shatner is, mm-hmm. you know, like that sort of old school smarty pants, to everything. but yet funny can do it all. There's not a lot of people that are out there right now that can do that. Where they anybody can do that everything. you put in this position, if you do it too soon, there, there's going to be a lot. Like you have to wait a bit of time. No matter who you put in there right, right oh, now, they won't. Like, like they're doing shows like, until Christmas, right? Like is an Anderson Cooper appropriate? Oh, please no, no, no. But you know what I mean. Like he, he, the, I would he, say yes. You need somebody who can, who has those sides. Like Anderson Cooper is incredibly smart, but can also get drunk on New Year's Eve. Yeah, right. Like I would that, say that's yes. The, Anderson Cooper, he's more in line with what Alex but Trebek I sure is. I saw Anderson. Cooper Cooper on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and it was really hard for him to break out of his shell and just chill. Right, right, That's right. Why you gotta get that man a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Roz and Mocha QA. Yo, Pineapple Pat. <laughs> hey, Mocha. <laughs> I love your screen name, by the way. Uh, it <laughs> is uh, Ask Ross and Mocha time, and Pineapple Pat. Feel free to ask your question. Uh, All right. So the average human brain is comparable to about 2.5 petabytes. Your brain has reached near capacity. What do you delete to free up some space? First of all, what is a petabyte? Uh, So it's comparable. So uh, it's equivalent to 2.5 million gigabytes. Oh, uh, look at me. I've never heard of a... What is it? Petabyte? Uh, it's 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 a unit of measurement. So there's okay. like uh, no, is that what it's called? A petabyte? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And what? A petabyte comes after gigabyte? Uh, no. So there's gigabyte, then there's terabyte, and then there's petabyte. Right. Oh damn. Yeah. Wow. All Jeez. Right. Okay. So what you're asking is if our if, if our brains got oh, all full up man. on what we could remember, what are we putting in the the bin to delete to free up space, right? Exactly, yeah. Okay, interesting question. Oh, interesting uh, question. I don't think I could delete all of my Golden Girls knowledge. No. 
Okay, so here's my problem. I would immediately say this, that I would go through and meticulously, because for me, when my hard drive is getting full, I don't mass delete things. What I do is I meticulously go through and I'm very careful with what I delete. So my initial, my initial thought would be to immediately go through and start removing all the time and the memories I have for terrible movies that I've watched. Oh, good okay. one. But sure. I fear that the problem is I will eventually stumble upon those movies and yeah. have no recollection of ever watching them, and then I would fill my space back up with terrible movies again. You can make a list. I guess, yeah, I would have yeah. to make a list. That's the only way, I think. That's the problem about through. permanently deleting memories or information is that mm-hmm. what if you become, like, what if, like, let's just say, right, Mocha, you, you've you already decided that, like, the amount of curling that you've watched in your whole life is just about enough and you're not interested in curling. So you delete all your knowledge of curling and all your feelings about curling and then Olympics rolls around and you're like, oh my God, curling's awesome. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're filling it back up with something that you have already decided that you don't like. No, that's a hard question. That's a hard question. What would you delete, Pineapple Pat? Um, I would probably say like any uh, like harmful addictions that one might have. So like smoking, stuff like that. Uh, or like most embarrassing moments, to like kind of. I know, but what happens yeah, know, if like? But those moments still happened, though. Yeah, you're just deleting your memory of them. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't keep you up at night. <laughs> and then, just, no, uh, but like, what happens? Like, you say you want to delete like a memory of what? Of you, of you smoking or like taking that that first cigarette? Um, yeah, like I would say, like that that would be probably one of them. Yeah. But like, what happens if in I don't know five years you're kicking it with your friends and everybody gets drunk and they're all start passing out cigarettes and you're like, oh yeah, hey, I'll try that. <laughs> True. That's, that's a good right? point. Yeah. I, I was kind of on board with what Roz said. Is like any bad movies or shows and like. Uh, no, but there's a, a chance you'll stumble on those again. Like I was thinking of stuff from. Maybe like when I was a kid, but then who wants to delete like you kid memories, know, right? You don't want to delete kid memories, man. I'm as I said, I don't want to get rid of like you know useless knowledge like Golden Girls trivia and stuff like that because that does well at parties. But what was you don't for go all, to, first of all, you don't go to parties, parties that you go yes. to. <laughs> hey, I was invited to a virtual Golden Girls trivia thing coming up. Okay, so that, um, that I would say I would delete memories of one night stands. You would, yeah, both really? of them. <laughs> How many one night stands? I was going to say that one time. How many one night stands? You know. have you Can had? you beep this? Like ten. How many one night stands? Such a liar, dude. Such a liar. You've said many there times. There was the guy that, that stole my pillows. Mori, Mori, Mori. I don't mean to. I don't mean to start going through old uh, old things here, but you have said on this show before how many people you've messed around with, and that number was not ten. Yeah, absolutely not. I forget. I say things. <laughs> You mean you forget the lies that you tell, right? Yeah. Yeah, but if you, okay, I'm going to delete one night stand memories. And I'm going to delete like clubbing memories. Okay, so when you say one night stand memories, right? Like what are you talking about? Like what to you is a one night stand? Like hooking up and, and, you know, doing doing all kinds of things. All kinds of things. You can't even say the word sex, huh? Well, I'm looking at Roz and I just, I'm like. What, do you think I'm going to judge you? (laughs) (laughs) Or you think you're going to ruin your chance with Roz? (laughs) Like I'm suddenly going to think you're dirty? (laughs) (laughs) All right, this may come as a surprise to you, but you have no chance with Roz, okay? Never say never. Also, also, you're not the one that needs to free up space of any memory of your one-night stands. Matthew is the one that needs to free up space of any memory of your one-night stands. (laughs) (laughs) Now, let me ask you this. If I delete the memory of the one-night stand, 
Does that guy also lose the memory? No, just you. So he can you know, pass me on the street and be like, do you remember that time? And yes. I'll be like, nope. Yeah, and that's why the embarrassing stuff is difficult because let's just say, right? Because I know that you had mentioned this, Pineapple Pat, the embarrassing stuff. Let's say that there was a moment where you were at a friend's christening and you diarrheaed uh-huh, in your wow. pants while standing yeah. up there, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so you're like, I never want to remember that time that I was standing in a church and diarrhea down my leg while a baby was getting christened. So you delete that, right? But what happens in a couple of years when you're with those people and somebody's like, hey, it's like when Mocha diarrheaed at our christening and you're like, excuse me? Yeah, that never happened. Okay, and then somebody's <laughs> going to show you a video of that day where it's you standing there and you diarrheaed in a church. By the way, right? just for the record, that never <laughs> happened. Everybody? Okay, okay, I know, I know. But I'm just saying that you're always, you can always be reminded of it. And I think that that may actually be more traumatic than having lived through it the first time. Okay, because, one memory I could say confidently, yeah. and I don't care if anybody else ever brought it up who was there, yeah. because it's just like, I'd be like, okay, cool, maybe. Okay. But the time where... My friends and I went to a buffet, and we were there for like three and a half hours. Okay. Just I eating. Just, just eating. eating. Yeah. yeah. And like the table next to us, three more tables had like come and gone okay. in the time that we were there. So that's a good one because it's innocuous. There's no harm, no foul with it, and you just cleared up three hours. Yeah, right there. Right? That's good. Okay, what about school seminars? Who needs that in your memory box? <laughs> Why don't you just say all school? Yeah, for you. Are you are you sure that you already didn't get to this point, Maury, where you had to start yeah. deleting things? Because that, now, now that's it's all a making, you exclusive. Man. Now it's all making sense to me. Like, because uh, you, know, you learn things again through your adult life, so you don't need school. Like, you know, kids, you need school, but you don't need the memory of school. Okay, so if you okay. So oh, what you, okay. God, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to sit down real quick. Go ahead. Okay. So here's the problem more, okay, is if you start deleting school, it's not that you're just deleting school. Like you're deleting the things you learned while in school. So you won't actually have those tools. I don't remember any of that now anyway. You don't remember anything that you learned in school? No, I remember some things like, you know, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> No, you don't. I think he's. Del- I think he. I think Matthew might go through your hard drive while you're sleeping. I know. Just start deleting, <laughs> just start deleting everything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but the files aren't labeled, and he's just trying to find that one night when you met. Yeah. <laughs> he organizes it yeah. by date, yes. and he's like, "I think it was around here. Let me just bulk delete this stuff." But yes. I do remember home ec when we made grilled cheese sandwiches. Right. Okay. Let me ask you this question, Pineapple Pat, uh, Damamori, and Mocha. Okay. Let's let's say let's say it goes like this. Let's say that you get to two point five million gig in your brain. Yeah. And it's you're at capacity, and you have to go in and start deleting stuff. Okay, but you're going to do it the way that you normally do it. You're going to go to maybe like the safest thing to do is that you're going to organize them in file size. Yeah. So you're going to get the big ones and then you're going to get all the way down to the little tiny ones. The files aren't labeled. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. The files aren't labeled and you either make the choice right now to go the rest of your life with the memories you have. Yeah. Or in order to learn something you're going to have to start deleting, but you don't know what it is you're going you search, to delete. But you can put them by year. No, they're, they're, they're organized no, by size. By file size. Oh, and there's no like, oh, you know, man. additional info. That's there's no one. additional info. They're only file size. What would you do? Size. Pineapple fat? Uh, that's a tough one. I, 
I don't know. I, I think I would probably just continue going with what I have already, just because if any of those memories, what if they were something, you know, special or true to you but that kind of like makes you who you are? Yeah, but you would you would wake up tomorrow not having remembered today. Like you and I, you would call us again. Like you would just like, you wouldn't remember that any of this happened. You have no more, no more capacity for memory. My problem is this, is that immediately I say, okay, I'm going to go and start deleting the small files. Same. Yeah, but the small files could be like you <laughs> but, cuddling with your dad. But the small files could also be like, how big is the file when you first learn how to use a knife? Oh, not to, that big. Not that big. It's so, down at the bottom of the list. Thank you. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I'm going to get home. I'm going to eat dinner. I'm like, what the hell do I do with this thing? Or because I don't know how you, to use a knife. you cook so much, and maybe you've altered a recipe, and it just, you know, now you add an extra, one extra right. ingredient. Yes. Right? Thank one you. tiny little thank extra you. ingredient that changes the recipe. Thank you. And that takes up, what, like this much space? Yes. How do and I, you go and delete that. How much memory do you think how to wipe your butt takes up in your brain? Not, oh, a, not lot, a lot, but no. it's very important information. Oh, and one of yeah. the small one of, files, most important. one of the small files could be the first time you ever did it, and you delete that, and you forget how you did it. Oh, because it was a small file burn! <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about, man. I don't even know what you're talking about. I really don't. I really don't. Uh, but yeah, I would... <laughs> you want to explain that more? Oh, because like I thought like the first time you had sex was a super small file because it was super quick, so you deleted it, and then it's gone. So I was making fun of the fact that it was super quick. Okay. <laughs> okay. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna not delete anything just so yeah. tomorrow when I wake up I can forget this day ever happened. <laughs> Burn. Burn. <laughs> Thanks, Pineapple Pat. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you submitting a question and joining us on the podcast today. Uh, before we let you go, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Uh, it's gotta be Roz. Thanks. <laughs> Why? Yeah, no. Because uh, you're snickering. I feel like there's an answer. And maybe a smart-ass answer. Uh, no, I just, I found this to be one of the most challenging questions to mm -hmm. think of, and I was just trying to get his perspective of it to how he would rationally think of it. And uh, just any question he kind of gets is like, it's a rational perspective of it. Mm -hmm. And it just makes it kind of, uh, yeah, gives it a good perspective. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate like that. Your, your pin, right? For your credit card or your, your, your oh, bank so card, that's right? another one. Like, that doesn't take up... <laughs> No, much memory whatsoever. No, it's you a create that password and yes. instantly you remember it. Yes. You never forget that password. Right. So that won't take up a lot of no. a lot of space at all. So no. then just delete the big big files. No. No oh. way, because what if a big file is like a super important memory? Well, here's how you look at it. Nothing that was super important in your life takes up that much space in memory. That yeah. is not true at all. Like what like what if you just started <laughs> deleting little files, Mocha, right? Yeah. And then you walked into the bathroom tomorrow morning. And you picked up your trimmer and you're like, what do I do with this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Day ruined. Day ruined. <laughs> like you got half a beard. You know, you don't know what's going on. Going on YouTube, looking up how yeah. to shave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like you would start like all those stupid little things. You would just start relearning them because you need them for life. So you would constantly be replacing the things that you were deleting. Like how to put and, on pants. And like, yes. And that's a problem because you can't go through life with not knowing how to put pants on. Like you would eventually have to mm. teach yourself, like you would delete that memory of how you learned <gasps> to put pants on, right? And 
you would go to the closet, you'd see a pair of pants and you'd like, okay, well, let me figure these out. It would take 30 seconds, but now your memory of wearing pants for the first time is of you at 40. <laughs> or or you're gonna, if you delete a small file and it was you learning how to kiss. Yes, what if you forgot how to kiss? And you look at Catherine, you're like, I don't know what to do. Well, first of all, Maury, I know what to do. <laughs> it's natural. It's, yeah, I just let nature take over. <laughs> it's, it's a skill. It's not learned. Yeah, All right, Pat. No, thank I you so know. much, bro. Yeah, thank you guys. Later. Take care. Amanda has a question directed at you, Roz. Okay. If you were a candy, would you rather be sucked or chewed? Shut up. I'm not answering that question. <laughs> wow. Well, not why not when Maury looks at me. Okay, I'm closing my hold on, I'll close my eyes. No. Technically, when Maury asked you this. For National Candy Day. Yes. You did say that if it was anyone else that asked other than Maury, right. you could provide an answer. Oh, there is only one answer. Maury, close your eyes. Okay, my eyes Don't are look at me. No, they're staring right at my face right now. Okay, close, close. No, they're not. See, I'm not answering. I'm not answering. Just close Maury, your come eyes. On, man. Just Turn close around. Your eyes. Turn around. Go in the other room, actually. But no, I want no, to. No, no, no. I need you to go answer? in the other room. I need you to go in the other what room. What if I No, no, I'll I'll no and I need you to go in the other room. No, I'm not answering until you go in the other room. Why? Are you, now he's on the floor, which is even more <laughs> weird. I don't know what I you're know. doing down there. Okay. The Close the door. Close the door. I could just listen later. Uh, yeah, that's fine. But I don't want you to hear it now. No, <laughs> close the door. Close the door. There is only one answer. Of course, you'd want to be sucked. <laughs> right? Okay, you can come back in now, more. The other one's absurd. Why would you choose the other one? Welcome back, Dan Mori. Right? He said there, sucked, is a, right? there is only one answer. He said, huh? said suck. Do you right? have to wait to, to listen to the podcast? <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. You got to download the podcast. <laughs> 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 Leslie asks, do you guys eat cookie dough? Yes, all the time. Do you really? I love the taste of raw but, cookie dough. But do you do you eat cookie dough that you like buy from a store, like when it's pre-made cookie dough, or do you like will you make cookie dough from scratch and eat it? No, no, I buy it. Oh, you buy it. Okay. And you can get ice cream that's flavored cookie dough. Yeah, because we always have the we always have the problem in our house with with cookie dough, and because kids love eating cookie dough, uh-huh. but you have to be careful because it's got raw eggs in it when you totally. make it right. But when you buy it from the store and it's in that pack, it's fine. And people love eating that stuff. But when you actually are making it yourself, like a couple raw eggs and stuff in there, it's not that good for you, man. Actually, raw eggs are great for you. Cookie no, dough, no, no. You can't, you can't ice cream. That. I have never eaten raw cookie dough. You have not? No. Even it's, just like at a package? Like no. When you, no, really? Never. Huh? See, the problem is, is when you're trying to bake cookies, there are hardly any cookies baked because you've eaten half the dough. Right. That's like me with chicken. You huh? eat raw chicken? Yeah. Do you need me to leave the room so we can tell the truth? <laughs> Sucked. <laughs> Um, no, I used to, my old man used to have a friend. What was his name? Gary, I think. Yeah. Who would eat raw hamburger. What? I, I remember this now. I just remembered this now. Raw meat? Yeah. Like no hamburger, like not steak, hamburger. Like if he was making burgers, yeah. he would be at the counter forming burgers into patties. And in between everyone, he would take his fingers and just like pull up a little bit of the raw burger and eat it. Why? That like, can't taste good. No, like no, it's some, not good like for a, you. No, like a penguin or something. I don't know. Like it's super weird. Now I was at an opening of a grocery store, <laughs> and they were passing around samples of raw ground beef for people to eat. You would have a raw piece of raw ground beef, and you would chase it with a piece of truffle. That sounds disgusting to me. What? Like raw ground. That doesn't sound safe no, at all. No. No. No, was and, it I, cold and I don't, was it like and I don't room know. Temperature? And I don't know what temperature, but I went home. I was not feeling well after. And that. I don't know what the rules are with stuff like that because you can eat like you can eat raw steak, you know what I mean? But you can't eat raw burger, and I don't know why you can't eat raw burger. You just can't eat raw burger. Like I don't know what the rule is of what they do to it or all that other stuff. It's the, it's the salmonella. No, but you can eat raw steak. 
Can you or rare? Like it has to at least pass some heat. No, you can eat like you can eat. Could you? you can sure. Ooh, why not? I don't know. You I don't think be able so? To do it. No, no, absolutely not, not a chance. No, no, no. I'll, I'll chewy and stuff well, like you can that. Eat, hold on, you can eat raw fish. Did you see that? Like sushi. Y- yes, yeah. you can. Oh, yeah. I love sushi so much. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I got into I'm sushi okay like way sushi. late in my life. I'm I only okay like California sushi. rolls. Yeah. I'm always a little disappointed when somebody suggests going for sushi. Why? Yeah, because I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. But yeah. it's like, it's number five on my list at best. Yeah. At best. Is it because there's not as much flavor that you would get from? Nah, it's fine. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, a the, typical, like, non-fishy yeah, food? Yeah. Like, to me, there's a difference between going for, and maybe everything's the same now, but I remember years ago, there was a real difference between somebody saying, hey, do you want to go for sushi? And somebody saying, hey, do you want to go for Japanese? Because in this city, when somebody said, hey, do you want to go for sushi? There was like three or four places where that's all they did. Yeah. It was just sushi where you would go in and it was just plates and plates and plates of sushi. There was no anything else. There was no chicken teriyaki, no dumplings, no none of that. Mm-hmm. It was just sushi. Japanese. If you want to go for Japanese, I'll go for Japanese with you all yeah. day. Because oh, I can. I don't have to order sushi. There's a million things on that menu chicken I can get. But now so, everywhere serves yeah. everything, right? Now everywhere serves everything. There's only a few places left that are just sushi places yeah. where that's all they where that's all they sell. Christy says here, uh, if COVID nineteen happened in the nineties, how and who would you have spent quarantine with? Like when I like like best and worst scenario. Like when I like, am I at that age? Yeah, th- that let's I was just say, then, yeah, or am I at, at the age, age that I am now? That would have been dangerous. Um, like why well, okay. dangerous? Hold on, let's let's hear. Oh, yeah, exactly. Tough guy, hot why? shot over here. Yeah. Well, no, actually, would it would have been, been sad. Why? It would have been sad. Tell me about you, a stud. You wouldn't have, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like Craigslist would have like shut down. No, they wouldn't have had that then. So the 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 phone lines Craigslist <laughs> that wasn't right. No, the phone lines would there would be nobody to chat with on the. Well, no, you could chat on the phone lines, but you can't go meet anybody. Right. So yes. you, actually, so it what would have been awesome because you would have been able to chat on the phone lines. Okay. But who would you, what was the question even? Man I, think that, I think that Maury's answering a question that wasn't answered. It wasn't yeah. asked. If COVID-19 happened in the 90s, how and who would you have spent quarantine with? Yeah, like so who, more, you like, would what try was to, your life like oh, in, no, say, I would have been alone, but I would have been on, like, manhunt, you know, but who talking you, to guys. But who are you living with in, say, 93? My dad. Okay, so you would have been quarantined. You would have been you oh, and your I'd dad. Oh, I was picking 1998. Okay, then let's say 1998. Yeah, so I was alone. Where were you living? In a basement apartment. Where? On the Danforth. Okay. This was just before my boss moved in with me. <laughs> super weird. <laughs> yeah. Right? When it was weird. awesome, right? Like, so what would you do then? What would I do during this? Yes. Oh, I would be on the, like, probably spending time chatting with guys on the phone line. Right. And probably... Is this is this the boss that in the car with you or no? No. No. Okay. What'd you do? <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> What'd you do? I did... The boss that what? I, I that did was the- a... Yeah. Oh, a boss did that to you? Not a boss, coworker. Coworker. Uh, like a like a, a what do you no, call? No, not it? not to him, to himself. Right? Wasn't that the way it was? No. Oh right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he suggested it. It was his like you know. This is that's, a coworker, that, that's, that's right. No, this is what it was. Okay, this is what it was. This was my Maury, role model. This was his role model. Maury was telling me a story about this guy, and every time Maury would tell me stories about this guy, I was like, "Are you sure that like, he wasn't gay?" Right? Because Maury was like, he was older than Maury, and but like Maury was like his Maury always felt that he was like his best friend, and every time over the years, Maury would tell me stories about this guy. I'm like, I think that he was gay more, and maybe just like had a life of where he couldn't come out. And yeah. you were his like little gay buddy, and more was like, no, 
no, no, no, no. It's not like that at all. Like at all. Like so not gay. I mean, you know, like we would be in the car and, and I would drive him home and then we'd get to his place and he would be like, hey, I mean, if <laughs> right. but not gay no but he right? also right yeah like very intently like he was like it was really weird we're gonna, oh. we're gonna believe we believed all that so and don't stop dming me when we bleep things on this show to ask what we really said okay you're never gonna know you're never gonna know but um but yes so that was that was the you can't call him either no that Why? was that was maury's that was maury's friend who every time maury told me stories about this guy i was like i swear to god he was into you man and you just like weren't picking up the signals signals and maury was like there was no signals <laughs> <laughs> except, except for <laughs> i'm like you could have had like i think that he wanted you to be his boyfriend no I really did no if i was no. <laughs> okay. There's right now this is just all bleeps. So, so we, we got to move on. COVID-19 happened in the <laughs> 90s. How and who would you have spent quarantine with? Well, I was still living at home, so I'd have to be quarantined like with my parents and my sisters. Right. So what year are we talking? Like in the 90s. In the 90s. Well, the 90s were a different time because I lived a lot of different places and, and worlds in the 90s. Uh, so let's say when I was back in Toronto, yeah. right? I was back in Toronto. I was living in a big warehouse with my brother and another guy who used to do erotic massage for women. During, oh, is that the during, same building during the, where there's During a, the day. Is that the same building where there's a guy with one eye? Um. Yes. Yeah. No, 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 no. That was oh, a, was a guy building. with one eye that was a masseuse? Yeah, no, 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 oh. no. So my two different people. Okay. You only stand and on you the all live in the same warehouse? No, two oh. different, two different places. Okay. Gotcha. So my, when we lived in the warehouse, we had a roommate who used to wear a kilt with no underpants. Yeah. And he offered erotic massage to women during the daytime, during business hours. Yeah. So if I was like home making lunch and he, and we had rooms with no doors, we just like, we stapled blankets to the door frame. And so he would bring women in who were on their lunch break from their job on Bay Street to come down for erotic massage that he would perform on his futon. Um, and the only thing, the only thing separating um, this from me making rice in the kitchen was about eight feet and a sheet. Yo, you roomed with Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. Did, you, yeah. did the women moan? Yeah. Yeah. My God. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It was, a, it was erotic massage. Right? It was erotic massage. And then so- Did they the, ever ask you to join in? No, 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 no. It was, all, it was their business. I didn't mess around with their business. And then in the next place we lived at, my brother and I, um, we it was just the two of us in this condo and our neighbors were these this gay couple, this older gay couple named Lloyd and Bruce- Okay. And um, one of them was about 50, but um, Lloyd was much older, like 70s kind of thing. And the day that I found out the I story was when I um, got out of the elevator one day and I was like, hey, Lloyd, how's it going? And he was like, oh, you know, okay. <laughs> and I go, oh, yeah. And he's like, went to the doctor today. And I was like, oh, yeah, how'd it go? And he's like, well, they had to take my eye out. <laughs> right then and there? Yeah, yeah. And I'm Is like, that a day surgery? Yeah. No, I don't know. I didn't see I hadn't seen him in a little while. And I'm like, where do you go with that? Right? Like yeah. what I already have nothing in common with you. Like yeah. zero. And yeah. now I don't You have know. one eye, I have two. Thank you. Right. <laughs> And I just remember that they were so old and so deaf that they watched everything at an incredible volume. Yeah. And so all we heard was, 
either like game shows or CNN or porno. <laughs> Everything was at like this incredible <laughs> volume. And then you just get this visual of Lloyd there sitting on the couch with one eye. And these are days where I know that Bruce wasn't home. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, God. And you got a sense that their relationship was solid when they were together because they were very loving. But man, when one of them left the place, it was within minutes that the other one was watching Oh, like, really? like, within, <laughs> like you'd hear the door slam next door, right? Like you would hear, I'd be in my living room and you would hear like, okay, bye. And then slam, yeah. right? And then you would hear ding from the elevator and you would hear the elevator doors closed. And then you would just hear hardcore. <laughs> right? right, like right. that was, like they had it set ready to set go. Right, they ready to go. Yeah. Uh, RP says here, uh, if fear wasn't a factor, yes. what is something you would do? I would probably say like skydive. You I would, was going to huh? say skydive. Yeah. yeah. But death is still a factor though. They didn't say if death wasn't a factor. Mm. They said if fear wasn't a factor. Okay, then it would be eating something. Like bugs. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Why would you want to do that though? Why would you waste it on that? Because it seems like it's, it's a little bit more safe. Oh, tightrope walking. How high up? Like, the, I, I don't know. I didn't think there was an option. But death is still a factor though. I know, but like... Have you ever seen anyone fall? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people die quite you frequently. You hear about it. No, they tend not to bu- publicize that. <laughs> like, I'd be like, I'd do like what, what Linda does. Yeah, his whole family died. <laughs> that man's whole family's you dead. You mean the, like the guy who walks across like the Niagara Falls or like in between tall skyscrapers in New York? Yeah, but I would just do it like, you know, across... I, I guess a the parking street? lot. Like across the parking. Like I would just try it for like a couple steps. Like, like they did it recently on The Amazing Race where they had to carry some glasses across a, t- a tightrope and it was maybe like six yeah. feet. Six feet. On March 22nd, 1978, during a promotional walk in San Juan, Puerto Rico, Carl Walenda fell from the wire that he was walking on and died in between two towers. Oh my God. Okay. okay but that's the 70s. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Hold on here. Hold on here. The Flying Walendas. I think that most of them died. I'm pretty <laughs> sure about that. I don't think a lot of them survived. Yeah. You wouldn't tie water. You, but you have to have balance in order to do that more. Yeah, but you have that long pole. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you don't. Okay, what about race car driving? Oh, you could still, yeah, but yeah, you, I, mean, but, I mean, death is still going to Death happen. is going to be a factor in anything. I guess. Like, okay, eating bugs, you're not going to die. But I'm saying if fear, was, if fear wasn't a factor, like, you got to try something with a little like, bit of risk. Like, what's that guy who, um, <sighs> Bear Grylls, right? Yes. Oh, here we go. Yes. Like, some Good of the call. stuff that, that Bear Grylls, the situations that he gets himself into, or right. the things he has to eat in order to survive. Right. Ooh, I, I wouldn't got, be able to. I got one. But what? I think if fear wasn't a factor, then yes. Wife water rafting. <laughs> Wife water rapping? Wife water rapping. <laughs> wife water rapping. Um, okay. Like I assume- somebody's wife in the water is just like <laughs> kicking rhymes, just spitting bars. Wife water rapping. <laughs> The white water. Like, would you... Would, you know, when there's lots of movement in the water. Okay, would you say go and stay in the middle of nowhere, like absolute seclusion for a week by yourself? Oh, see, that's now we're talking. Would you do that? 
if fear wasn't a factor? Because I think that you would be terrified if left alone in the, middle, in, the middle, in the middle of nowhere. I am scared of being left alone at home. So right. Yeah. yeah. But so I think that if we, if we took you and drove you out to the middle of nowhere, gave you enough food and stuff like that to hang out for the week. Like and, you'd survive. And, like, and where yeah. you were, it was beautiful. Like during the day, I'm sure you'd go sit outside and, you know, love nature. But at night, yeah. it would be terrifying. Oh, I'd be in the feeble, 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 the, 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 <laughs> feeble, what? the feeble position. <laughs> Next to the wife rapping in the water. Yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the first single. Feeble position is the the, the first single from from wife water rapping. <laughs> Nikki asks, "What is the name of the Wait, frequent? Hold on. What, what? Roz, what did you you didn't answer? I don't know. I don't know. I'm like afraid a haunted of everything. house type thing. No, I'm no. I have no desire to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki asks, "What is the name of the frequent listener slash caller that dislikes Damn It, Maury?" <laughs> there's, 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 there's one guy on Instagram that really hates you. Who's that guy, Moore? Oh, Is that the same guy, Le Frank, Le right? Lenito. Oh, Lenito, yeah. I love Lenito. That guy's been a supporter of the Razamoka show since the very beginning. Yeah, man, Lenito just like, and he just, he's getting more and more angry. I read something not that long ago that he said about Maury, and I was like, oof, man, that's like really, that was sharp. <laughs> no, but the guy that calls in all the time, uh, that's Frank, not yeah. your dad, Frank. No, no, yeah. Imagine it was your dad, Frank, would just put on like <laughs> a different be, voice. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> God, could you imagine? That would ruin everything, huh? If you found out your dad was like one of your own trolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be pretty awesome. Could you imagine? <laughs> okay, here's one from Ashley. Mm -hmm. This has been bothering me recently. Okay. And I've heard different pronunciations of this word. Okay. Roz, we'll start with you. Mm -hmm. Say this word. Okay. G-R-O. G-R-O. C-E-R-Y. C-E-R-Y. Grocery. Damon Mori? Grocery. I also say grocery. I've because never heard Ashley anybody say Ashley says here, way. do you pronounce the C as an S like grocery, as the three of us have said, or S-H like grocery? I've never uh, heard anybody say shree. Uh, oh, Ashley says here, uh, I say it as an S. So, so here's the thing, though, is that you and I said it the said it one way which is not one of the ways that she said because I, I no i i say this word as two syllables how grocery grocery not grocery it's three right grocery <laughs> yeah i say it as two syllables any syllables yeah more. i know man, <laughs> man if you can't count between two and three <laughs> we shouldn't have to clap for grocery grocery right i i say it as two syllables uh -huh. grocery yeah grocery I say it, grocery. So oh, that's yeah, three no, syllables. Three, yeah. yeah. But it, to, truth be told, I don't say that word at all. What do you say? Oh, you just say you're going to the store. No, I say grocery. No, you do Grocery? Yeah, I do. I've never heard you say that. Yeah, yeah. 100% my whole life. Even with Catherine, she's like, you're going to the grocery store? And I'm like, yeah. What? Yeah, it's just You've something It's just that. something I've done. Did your mom or your no, dad no, say oh, that no, growing it's up? Just, I don't know. It's just like something I did years ago. And then it just, it, yeah, it just, it just stuck where I will just always to me in my, even with my kid, I'm like, I'm just like, where are you going? I'm like, I got to the grocery store. Or I'm going to get groceries. Really? Yeah, yeah. I just, that's, I've always. Did you hear it from somewhere, you think? No, I don't know. I just said it one time and I thought it was fun. And then it was, it stuck. Like I've just only ever said the grocery store. Huh. Yeah. Grocery. <laughs> Grocery. <laughs> Grocery. Yes. That's two, Maury. You only clapped once, man. <laughs>
Every week, you'll find us on Instagram, at Kiss925. You'll see the post, Ask Roz and Mocha. Uh, that's where we get the questions from. So as, as ridiculous as you want to get or as serious as you want to get, feel free to fill up that comment section with questions, and we'll try our best to get through as many as we can. Thank you for listening. This has been the Roz and Mocha oh, Show yeah. podcast. And sorry about all the bleeps, right? But again, don't DM me. Don't DM Mocha. Don't DM Maury being like, oh, I need to know what was in on that. There was a lot of bleeps in the podcast. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> it's private. Grocery. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.